From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Well, here's how things worked out. I promised I wouldn't watch the speech, which I did not do in uh, real time. But by the time I got settled in the office, ready to go, uh, and that's hours before we um, come on air, this speech was on, on Fox News. I watched the last half of the speech, terribly delivered, divisive, Angry Joe Biden yelling through the speech. I saw a rowdy caucus that more mirrored the British House of Commons. People yelling out, you're a liar. I mean, do you remember when uh, Joe Wilson yelled out, uh, Obama, you're a liar? And I mean, look how that was the end of the world. Nobody's even saying anything. This this is just, we have devolved. uh, This is just a terrible, terrible moment in American history. And we need need something, someone to come along and have, like, we need a Reagan-esque moment to actually rescue the country from itself. This speech, I mean, I'm just going to say it. The speech sucked. Poorly written, even more poorly delivered. I took I took copious notes. How do you not talk about a China doctrine? How do you not talk about the border? How do you not talk about crime? And how do you not talk about inflation? And let me go. Uh, I took the notes in my phone. Biden spent basically one minute on China. That That's insane. I'm not saying you should take an hour, but one minute? He talked a little over a minute on the border and illegal immigration, which they won't even say that term. And, and an amazing, a little more than three minutes on crime the rest of it his usual nonsense and i will tell you i am all for decorum and respect and all of that but when this man lies the way that he does and and is nothing short of a congenital liar they should have booed and catcalled him And I'll tell you what, I think Republicans won the point finally about this nonsense. And I I keep saying it. Republicans have to say this every single day. We are not cutting Social Security. We are not cutting Medicare. That's what the Democrats, that's what these woke, broke, joke Biden Democrats are trying to get away with. And they shut Biden down last night when he brought that up. Shouts of, you're a liar. The New York Post, once again, 
their headlines are second to none. That's why we we trashed the press of Atlantic City, uh, calling them an Atlantic City newspaper when they wrote the uh, hideous headline about Jerry Geter Blavitt and trying to to mimic the the New York Post, which no one. The New York Post has been around since, what, the 1800s? No one writes headlines like the New York Post. I don't know who these people are, but they're fantastic. And I, oh, did I take a picture of it? I think three times this morning I tried to take a picture of it, a screen capture. And then I don't know if it ever happens to you. Just my phone went to pictures instead of the camera. And I don't think I got the picture. Hold on. I want to go to my photos. There we go. Let's see. Now, I didn't get it because there's a subheadline to it as well. But the headline I committed to memory is Joe Lydon. Lydon or Lydon, however you want to say it. Fantastic because that's what he does. My goodness. And, and you notice when Trump's president. How come there's no fact checkers? How come in real time, like they used to do to Trump, the Democrat media wasn't reporting all the lies that Joe Biden was telling? Blatant lies. So many missed opportunities. And let me comment for a moment about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is 40 years old, a rising star. I'll tell you what, I'd put her on the Republican ticket, VP running mate in 2024 in a heart in a heartbeat. She is ready for prime time. Fortunately, this just worked out very, very well for me. I got in extra early today. Didn't watch any of this garbage last night, caught the second half of it. And then I got to watch Sarah Huckabee Sanders rebuttal which was fantastic one of my favorite lines of sanders quote it's a choice between crazy and normal end quote now it could be the reason i love that is because that i mean she's channeling her inner harry hurley because that's what i've been saying that they're crazy Their agenda is absolutely barking mad crazy. And that's exactly what this is. It is a choice between crazy and normal. Think about it. I mean, on the day where this Chinese spy satellite stuff and you've got China now saying we want we want our balloon and all that back. I mean, the chutzpah is just. is just. Breathtaking. I think their quote was, we want our spycraft back. They don't call it a spycraft, though. Quote, it does not belong to the United States. They fly this garbage over our skies. Biden allows this slop to fly through the whole country. And then China says in in the end that they reserve the right to respond at any time because of our act of aggression and that we want our property back. It doesn't belong 
to the United States. Oh, my God. It's, it's just crazy. Choice between crazy and normal. That, that, that should be made famous. That should be exactly what Republicans run on. Sarah Huckabee Sanders had another great line, and I wrote it down really, really quick when she said it. She said, and I want to add the word Biden. I'll even be generous and say President Biden. She just said the president. The president has surrendered his presidency to a woke mob who can't even tell you what a woman is. Oh, so good. So good. And you got to understand, just look around you and see the crazy. I guess to speak correct English, the craziness that's going on. For example, how America right now, we're editing things like South Park, the cartoon, because they have a reference to China and slave labor. Well, that is what they do. Got to take it out. They've edited a lot of the um, South Park. You have this crazy new Disney cartoon that's absolutely just, it's insanity. And this is the agenda. I don't know. Nobody wants it. This is, this is the tiniest little percentage of radicals. But they're trying to govern the entire country like this. I promise you not even a majority of Democrats agree with this woke agenda. I'm telling you, I don't want them to stop. I really want the 2024 campaign to be cast over this issue of crazy versus normal woke versus what America has always been. And let's not let them beat us. They can't beat us in the arena of ideas. They can only beat us by cheating us and doing their usual ballot harvesting and vote by mail and all of this. We just have to make sure that we don't let them steal it. It's so important. You know, we talk about this all the time, and I'm looking at this thing. I'm always looking at at least three years. And, and really, it's a fourth if you say, let's not forget what happened in the immediate past. Then you have to deal with the present. This is a huge election. I want to talk a little bit about that on the other side of the break. Then the following year is for so much. The presidency, the entire House, and 34 Senate seats with Democrats having to defend two-thirds of them. And then the following year is when Jack Cittarelli becomes the governor of New Jersey. You tell me. People ask me, how do I stay motivated? How do you keep doing this 31 years? Because, well, number one, I always believe that we haven't done our best work yet. That's always yet to come. Secondly, each election, the consequences are so... We're we're literally... In a battle, you know, Biden lies and says we're in the battle for the soul of America. We're literally in a battle of the survival of the republic as we know it. The stakes couldn't be higher, and I couldn't be more motivated to speak the truth in this 
completely dishonest atmosphere that we're operating in at the present time. It's amazing. Fox News commentary. Here's a plot twist for you. Illegal immigrants bust to the Big Apple or fleeing to Canada to get away from the filth of the city. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. New York City has become a real crap hole when illegal immigrants are boarding taxpayer-funded buses to Canada to escape the rampant drug use and homeless population of the Big Apple. Several migrants spoke to the New York Post saying they are skipping town with free bus tickets to Canada to escape the drug use, crime, and homeless crisis in NYC. I mean, they're not wrong. New York City has taken a turn for the worse, but you know it has hit a fever pitch when supposed asylum seekers complain it's too lawless and filthy for their liking. But let's keep in mind, many of these migrants are also disgruntled they were evicted from taxpayer-funded luxury hotels, many of them having trash their accommodations over the course of their stay. It's all such a mess, every part of the situation. We should not be funding the travel whims of illegal immigrants, and we shouldn't have allowed millions to waltz across our border in the first place. Does anyone see this ending well? Joe, get a grip. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Out. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. Let me share with you. um, We'll take a quick sidebar, but it really is part of the State of the Union because obviously inflation is runaway. Wages are not keeping up. Uh, You have about 70 percent thereabout of all Americans literally living paycheck to paycheck. You have Joe Biden lying about the rich. It's so easy to do because if you if you trash one percent of the country then that's that's democrat politics but while biden is lying let me tell you the truth the top one percent of taxpayers in our country pay 42 percent of all taxes the top one percent so this notion, oh, oh, just want you. I'm a, I'm a capitalist. Just want you to pay your fair share. Would you say the top one percent paying, getting close to half of all taxes in the country, uh, is um, is paying your fair share compared to the bottom fifty percent? Half the country pays about two percent of the taxes in our country. Top 1% are lied about that they don't pay their fair share when they pay almost half the taxes. The bottom 50% pay 2%. And that's who Biden says he's looking out for. It, It is madness. And on the topic of this job situation, Zoom has just announced that they plan to lay off 13,000 workers. Let me give you a scorecard. These are the companies that have announced layoffs between October of 2022 and February of 2023. So just the last couple of months. Because we're seven, this is the eighth day of February. So we're talking October, November, December, January, like four months. 
Alphabet, Amazon, IBM, Microsoft, Netflix, Meta, Compass, Redfin, Wayfair, SAP, 3M, Dow, Intel, Spotify, Bed Bath & Beyond, BlackRock, Coinbase, GoFundMe, Dell, We, Facebook, Salesforce, Hasbro, CNN, AMC, Vimeo, DoorDash, Boeing, eBay, Adobe, Goldman Sachs, Vox, Cisco, Blue Apron, Morgan Stanley, Teladoc, Phillips, Capital One, Lending Club, Release, The Kraken, Kraken, Parler, PepsiCo, Micron, Newell, Stripe, and Zillow. Now, but yet, don't worry, though, because we, on the Magical Mystery Tour in Bizarro World, we actually created 570, I'm sorry, 517,000 new jobs. Does anybody possibly believe that? It, it, it just can't be true. They're just saying it. Kirk Conover, if you were listening yesterday, he does what most people don't do. He went into the tabulars, and it's not as advertised. Not even close. Biden talked about 800 and some thousand jobs. Uh, the creation is 200,000 jobs. And they're really just post-pandemic type, you know, activation, if you will. Nothing about it is true. After the halftime break, you know I I think very little of Aaron Rodgers. If you're a listener of this program, I don't like him as a quarterback. I think he's an absolute weirdo. Let me. I don't want to waste precious time on this program, but let me waste just a few minutes to just share with you the the latest example about how weird this guy is. Everything from his man bun, just just a total weirdo. And I'm thinking like Danica Patrick went out with this guy, evidently was heartbroken when, when he broke up with her. Uh, I mean, uh, you remember the character Smedley? I think he was. Had like a hat smashed all the way over his face. You couldn't see his face and eyes. Flintstone character, Smedley, I think was his name, or Schlepprock, one of them. I mean, that that's what that's like. Then he went out. I don't know anything about her uh, except for the movies that she's in. Uh, Cheyenne, uh, is it Cheyenne Woodley? She's going out with him? Not anymore. This this guy is just a weirdo. Open forum coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Can't wait. Jim Alamut, Green Tree Mortgage at 8. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, love the New York Post headline and Andy and Brigantine. Uh, it's a great day in Brigantine, allegedly. Andy sent me an actual copy of the uh, the magazine or the newspaper cover. Joe Lydon. Oh, I just love it. So good. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's 30 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley, three stories you can follow right now. 
on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. We broke a major story. It's a first online exclusive, and then we'll, st- we'll talk about it on air in the near future. Regarding the Atlantic City professional firefighters, check it out. A mom says her daughter was attacked, I believe her, at a recent Atlantic City High School basketball game. And Atlantic City Councilman George Tibbet is calling for an end to the homeless living under the boardwalk in Atlantic City. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Well, yesterday we were stuck in the chilly 40s. Today, bouncing right back into the 50s. I'll give you a high of 54. Early clouds, mist, and sprinkles will quickly clear to sunshine. Partly sunny, breezy at times, and mild this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 35. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with scattered rain showers developing in the afternoon and evening. Tomorrow's high, 56. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. The number of dot com early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five FM and fourteen fifty AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. Thank you. Welcome back. All right. So when I say that Aaron Rodgers is weird, I'm not. I'm not talking about smoking frog and. All this other crazy stuff. Don't even ask me to explain that, but I'm not lying. Uh, And all this other weird stuff that's going on. But now what he's doing to consider his future, he's doing something. I don't know what to call it. Isolation, meditation, darkness. I don't know. But he's going to go into darkness for four days. And somehow, when you go into the dark, it, it allows you to concentrate and to reflect. I'm, I'm, I'm riffing a little bit with this, but it's the gist of it. To be introspective, and he, he said, quote, It's just sitting in isolation, meditation, dealing with your thoughts. It stimulates DMT. So there can be some hallucinations in there, but it's just kind of sitting in silence, which most of us never do. We rarely even turn off our phone or put the blinds down to sleep in darkness. I don't know where he sleeps. My blinds are down every damn day. (laughs) Where's this guy with open blinds? Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, he said. Roger said the retreat will be alone in the confines of a small house in an undisclosed location. He said meals are delivered, but otherwise there is no other contact with the outside world. However, he said he could leave at any point during the stay if, if he chose to do so. Oh, that's good to know. Like, what, what, what did we think? You were hostage for four days. You can't leave. You're allowed to tap out, Aaron. You can tap out if you're going wonky in there. You're going Lulu. Lulu. Remember Ed Norton? Lulu. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. God, I can't stand him. Uh, If he retires, I don't care. If he comes back and plays, I don't care. If he comes back and plays for the Green Bay Packers, I don't care. If he comes back and plays for another team, I don't care. Uh, You get the point? I don't care. What a goofball. Just, Just a bum. Here's another bum, LeBron James. And I'll tell you what, I love Ennis Canner Freedom.
Ennis Canner Freedom said LeBron has 38,388 points and one bow to China. And Eddie goes on, though. He didn't just leave it at that. He has a tweet. 38,388 points, zero morals, zero values, zero, zero principles, zero empathy, one bow down to hashtag China. Congratulations to at King James. Ladies and gentlemen, I respectfully report to you that is a takedown. That is beautiful. Beautiful. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has more character in his widow pinky. King James. <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. This guy, he'll trash his president. Not this one, of course. Nothing to say about this. This guy's, you know, a, a billionaire. Makes it in the free market. Free market capitalist but politically hates a guy like Trump and loves Biden. I mean, they're just so they're so blatantly intellectually dishonest that it is just sickening. King James. Yeah, right. What's wrong with the Lakers? How come they're like 10 games under 500? That's right. Yeah, he's on the team. Did you watch the Republican response? Delivered by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She was terrific. Quote, being a mom to three young children taught me not to believe every story I hear. So forgive me for not believing much of anything I heard tonight from President Biden. Quote, from out of control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China. Biden and the Democrats have failed you, quote, end quote. This also was terrific. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. Quote, the choice is between normal or crazy. And it's, quote, wrong. It's, you know what she was hitting? And she did it twice. So I guess she's it's a very sort of thinly disguised swipe at Trump. She says, quote, it is time for a new generation of Republican leadership. Now, she's not even in my estimation. Without Trump, she's not governor of Arkansas. Now, I know you could say her father was governor and he's great, by the way. I interviewed Mike Huckabee when people couldn't even pronounce his name. Great guy. We've interviewed him since he was lieutenant governor of Arkansas under Bill Clinton. I mean, literally going back the entire length of this program's existence. But just being the daughter of the governor is zero path to becoming the governor. Trump making her press secretary, and she did a great job. That's what positioned her. So this is another one. I mean, I like her. I think she has a great future, but I think she's talking about Trump there. Quote, upon taking office just a few weeks ago, I signed executive orders to ban CRT, 
racism and indoctrination in our schools. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, as parents out there especially, and all concerned citizens, you don't have to have children in the school system, you should acquaint yourself. 65% or thereabouts of your local purpose tax dollars are spent on your public schools. You need to find out if they're teaching CRT and this racist crap and all of this indoctrination stuff. You have to find out if it's going on and you need to run for your school board or ask your mayor if it's an appointed board to appoint you. You need to get on there and you need to stop this stuff. These these terms like Latin X, no Latinos want that term. These, These are white, woke, broke liberals coming up with this crap. You need to get involved. Or I'm telling you, and I've been telling you for decades, we're going to lose our country. You know, it's, it's, it, my job is not easier now, but now the things that we say that I do believe 20 and 30 years ago, people weren't ready for. They didn't believe me. I'm telling you, I would go out and about and I would hear people loud and clear say to me, you don't really believe the stuff you say, do you? It can't possibly be true. I said, not only do I believe it, I wouldn't say it if I didn't. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an entertainer. I bring truth. And people weren't ready for it. People didn't believe me when I said that the schools were changing the textbooks and they were taking these minor baby steps. Remember over a three-year period when I said, hey, take a look at this. This is a New Jersey public school. One year you could play and sing the Christmas carols. The next year you couldn't sing the words, but they would, they, you could play the music. And the next year they wiped them out altogether. Whether that's a two or three step, I'll let you decide. But that's the stuff they do. Always be very, very suspicious when you see secondary laws come onto the books. Oh, don't worry about that law. They got to stop you for something else before they could even ask about that thing. Then the next year, boom, secondary becomes primary. And see, if you worried about it to begin with, you're a kook and a troublemaker and you'll get retaliated against and ridiculed and all this. But if you don't do it, they're going to get away with all this stuff. So what I mean by my job isn't easier now, but people now believe. And I always say this, look, I saw it early because it was my job. I was getting paid to observe, to absorb, to report. It was your job to be a policeman or a teacher or a doctor or a nurse and, and, and any, any other vocation that you were leaving every day to do. So I couldn't do your job, and I couldn't ask you to see what I was seeing. I tried, and I've tried different approaches over the years. I've learned the heavy-handed approach uh, failed spectacularly. Nobody wants to be beaten with the truth. You have to speak it, and you have to let it stand on its own merit, and you have to be patient and be willing to accept that some people will get it quicker than others,
Some people will get it after a period of time, and some people will never get it. And there are some people that know it's true, and they won't. They'll act as though it's not true. So you have that level of disgusting dishonesty involved in it as well. But when schools are, you know, taking your kids to stripper clubs and pole dancing and drag shows. And I mean, this is all happening. You got to do something about it. I'll continue to do my job. Uh, what I'm not going to do, I did, I did my job. I served two terms on my local school board. I did my job. I did it very well. Fought for everything that I thought was important. And did the job. Now other people have to step up and do the job now. All the parents in Virginia that literally changed. They went from being called domestic terrorists by their own attorney general. You think about what's going on in this country. And then you tell me the midterm election made any sense. Because people now know this crap's going on. And we can fight back. I always say peaceably and, you know, smartly and, and, and righteously do it right. Remember, they can burn your house down and you'll get criminally charged. That's the atmosphere that we're in right now. You could be protecting yourself or your home or your family. These, these incredible criminals with power, they'll find a way to charge you. But we can't let them win. Or we have no country. We'll have something. It won't resemble what this country is supposed to be. About freedom. Equal opportunity for all. Equal results not promised. Because if you work harder than I do, you deserve your success. We deserve to have valedictorians and salutatorians. And they want to take them away from... uh, Ceremonies, graduation ceremonies. They want to. Uh, Virginia did it. They didn't. They didn't tell students that they had received incredibly high achieving awards that should have been on their transcripts, for fear that they were going to hurt someone's feelings who didn't get those grades. They don't want MVP. They don't want there to be a champion, a winner. It's unbelievable. They are so twisted. They are so sick. And we cannot allow them. You can't be afraid of what they're going to say. Call you a racist. The Sheila Jackson Lee introduced a law that if you criticize a person of color, I'll tell you, a lot of Democrats are going to be going to jail. Because they're all criticizing Kamala Harris. But if you criticize a person of color, it's a criminal offense. These incredible losers coming up with this stuff. Reparations, all kinds of stuff. Can't let them win. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 
Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. 60, uh, 56 minutes past the hour. We have tomorrow, of course, Sean Zarek in the 8 o'clock hour. And in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to visit with a resident, homeowner, uh, all-around great guy. Uh, and we'll, we'll tell you who it is tomorrow. But uh, there's something that we're going to break later today. Uh, and what I believe will be a very, very well-viewed article that we're writing today, Dateline Atlantic City, about something that's going on uh, that many people are opposed to. Uh, we'll visit with this resident tomorrow. We'll tell you who they are tomorrow morning. That's in the 9 o'clock hour, so already uh, jam-packed right through today and, and tomorrow. Jim Malamut coming up in a little over an hour. John Walters after Jim. And uh, you, of course, will fill in all the rest with Wide Open Forum at 609-407-1450 taking place all next hour. Congressman Jim Jordan, as promised, I told you thanks to Congressman Van Drew. I met Congressman Jordan. He's a man of his word. He said that they would be uh, conducting aggressive hearings, that they would be interviewing FBI whistleblowers. And the House panel has interviewed an FBI whistleblower, you're going to be hearing more and more about people who are going to be coming forward. There was nowhere they could go before. Democrats wouldn't take any of this up. They're corrupt as hell. Uh, They had nowhere to go. These whistleblowers literally had nowhere to go. And now Republicans have subpoena power. Jordan also chairs a subcommittee targeting the weaponization of the federal government. This is something that we have been telling you for a long time has been going on. Kevin McCarthy approved this subcommittee. I mean, there's no, make no mistake about it. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent. You know it's true. This Biden gang, they have weaponized every single aspect. The judiciary, the law enforcement, IRS, you name it, everything. They have weaponized every possible thing that's under their control. Let me end on something that, like I tell you all the time, I don't believe in coincidences. You take this for what you believe it's worth. But you know that this earthquake that has just been devastating to Turkey and to Syria, a statue of the Holy Virgin Mary... And baby Jesus Christ were completely untouched by the earthquake in Turkey. It demolished the surrounding Catholic Catholic Cathedral of Alexandretta. It demolished everything within sight. Quote, the collapse of the cathedral is impressive. Just yesterday we celebrated the Sunday Mass there. But now the living stones that need attention. And with them, with the help of God, we can rebuild everything. But the Holy Virgin Mary and baby Jesus Christ were completely untouched by the earthquake. Coincidence? I say not. Open Forum begins right now on Hurley in the Morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. 
From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. You've tuned to WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. All because of you. We know it, and we thank you. 609-407-1450. All right, let's do this. Very important hour of the program because it stars you, only you, but you have to call in at 609-407-1450 because that open forum is not possible without you. It would be a very scary proposition. 609 407-1450. Please check in. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Uh, Yes, we are checking in, and we answer to the call, and we've been around a while. Hey, Willie, do me a favor. Turn the radio down. I do sound spectacular, though, I have to admit, but turn that down. I will wait for you. I will wait for you patiently. Because that radio, you keep that nice and loud, which I want to thank you for. And then we'll get to uh, more of your phone calls at 609-407-1450. What would it be called in my old days at the Golden Nugget, the Cornucopia Buffet? It's, it's like a cornucopia of issues. So many to choose from. All right, Willie, take it away. Uh, yeah, see, you know, you said this before. You never know when you might come on. That's right. You anticipate, all right, I might be in the front of the bus or back of the bus. So I said, I'd be in the back of the bus. So go to the court in the kitchen, make some coffee or tea. But anyway, I like to say, uh, you've been hanging in there and swinging <laughs> for a number of years. And you call out a lot of the truth. Uh, you take on different things. I would say you do that uh, uh, probably better than most of the people. You're not thin skin i like that and uh you mix pretty well you do quite well in the mix you hear me yeah i do i uh, thank you you know what that means i you know what that means in the mix, yeah, Harry. that means i'm doing all right <laughs> no malice yes that's, that's no malice but let me let's just make uh this a simple. remember i told you a lot about where we at that base malson air force base montana and then this was in the 50s i got that in the 60s colonel malson gave his life to make the loop and actually what it were, the figure eight, how you can get your tail away from the missile in your jet fighter. So people take it lightly. If a veteran feel come on strong on the emotion. And I just want to say we in America, yes, we have to do good. We are, we're preaching. We're on TV and radio. You have to do things right. But we're human beings and some of us are not. So we're going to have to be much stronger in our conversations and what we do and what that comes down to is Democrat, Republican, uh, poor, rich, back and white. We're going to have to get stronger at all local levels. And you got to do more than just one party controlling. Now, that's difficult, Harry, because you know why. You try to deal with people and they sway. They go different ways, different persuasion, and it's still the divide. You might be right, but you are dead right. <laughs> so that is my statement is when we are facing people uh, in government, Democrat and Republican, it's different 
than, uh, say, if things are more content with some people or persons uh, and what they are doing and saying. And when you're actually involved in the war describing it, it's two different stories. So I want to let people know that 30 years of my life, I deliberately throw some things out. You know why? Remind me how much different speech and people are in the time of the 60s while in Alabama and Selma. And it keeps my mind alert and never go to sleep and keep your mind on, never forget who you are and where you're from. And to keep you straight and keep you strong. So all the people dealing with this, I doubt most of you could deal with it. And it's purposely. I intend to fight Democrat Republican. I could go there and be there, but some God in me, my mother, parents told me, God, you, God, save your life, and you promise you're going to serve. He'll make you do it. He'll keep you going. And I'm telling you the truth. I take matters for heart and so forth. And if I don't get out here and fight it, it's in document too. I still have hard problems, so ain't no doubt in my mind. You better obey God. Willie, thank you. Good call. Good call. I like the line, you can be right, dead right. 609-407-1450. It's going to be a great day in Brigantine after the break. But we have time for one more call before that. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. 609-407-1450. Another one that's got the radio up loud. I appreciate this. Uh, as they say in talk radio, turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Caller, are you there? All right, I tried. 609-407-1450. Let's get the break in. We're going to come right back. And then I do suspect it will be a great day in Brigantine. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Perfect Basement. We've been seeing the damage that storms can cause if rain leads to water in your basement or crawl space. Call Perfect Basement for a completely free, no-pressure inspection for waterproofing, mold remediation, and foundation repair. Perfect Basement is family-owned, based here in South Jersey, licensed and certified and accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Ask about discounts and special services for realtors. Visit PerfectBasement.com. That's PerfectBasement.com. Tell Brian that Harry Hurley sent you. We'll be back. And we do have a few open phone lines at 609-407-1450. On the Hurley in the Morning program, here's Sean Hannity. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Then the big lie... Oh, this is Donald Trump. He had three incidents, three. You know, we've been able to piece it together long after the fact. Now, they were minor incursions. They didn't last very long, but three of them we've been able to discover. Show me the satellite imaging that backs up that claim because I don't believe a word of it. There's not a single person that worked for Donald Trump, not one that worked in intelligence or defense ever heard about it. Every single person from John Ratcliffe to Mike Pompeo to Mark Esper to John Bolton, and it goes on and on and on. Chris Miller, they all said the same thing. Even Steve Daines in Montana said Biden should have shot the Chinese balloon down in Montana. Never mind Alaska. The conservative underground meets later today. Now they say the there's five. Show. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. 
an agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-863-5858. That's 1-800-863-5858. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-863-5858. That's 1-800-863-5858. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we return at 18 minutes past the hour. You can jump in. It's wide open forum for the entire hour. And then that's it. So now is the hour because I can't take your calls in the 8 o'clock hour or the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, we are uh, gratefully uh, busy during these two hours. Uh, so this is it for open forum today. I really want to maximize it and make it count. So jump in 609-407-1450. Maybe you want to react to the state of the union address. I thought it was a disgrace. I thought it was a pack of lies. Uh, I'm glad he was called out for lying. I'm glad he took, uh, calls that he's lying right in real time during the speech. You don't see that much. Remember when Joe Wilson did that, and yelled out to Obama, you're a liar. Oh, my God. The Democrat media went absolutely insane. What are they going to do now? It was hundreds of people basically uh, catcalling and calling him a liar. The New York Post cover is spectacular today. Joe Lydon, uh, a superstar, not was born because she already was fantastic, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders has now been seen by more people than ever before. She's an absolute rising star. She said that this is, quote, a choice between crazy and normal. She's right on. That is exactly what's going on. So a lot that's happening. Uh, we hope you'll check in at 609-407-1450. And in fact, you are. So hang in there. We'll get to you next. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on, on the air. Hi there. Good morning, Harry. It's a glorious, oxyborious day in beautiful Brigantine, New Jersey, an island you'll love for life. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm surprised that Joe Biden didn't spontaneously combust or, or at least <laughs> spin his head 360 and spew Campbell's uh, uh, green pea soup. Well, he. this I can yeah. say because if I read the transcript only... I guess there's something to be said. You got to watch these things. I don't want to, and I didn't in real time, but I did watch half of it this morning, but I read the whole speech. He was a stumbling, stammering, bumbling, just joke. It was terrible. Yeah, he, I, I didn't watch it in, 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 you know, in its entirety. I would flick back and forth during commercials with Tucker and then Gunsmoke. smoke. <laughs> <laughs> But here's here's the thing he, he did. He fumbled and stumbled his way through it. The lies. I mean, they were demonstrable, lie, provable lies. I mean, it was now. Well, that's why the New York Post wrote Joe Lydon. Yes. Now, I agree with you. I think there should be decorum. But however, when Nancy Pelosi tore up Donald Trump's speech, to me, after that, 
all bets are off. So, you know, it's funny when a Democrat, when a Republican does something, it's unprecedented. When a Democrat gets caught doing it, oh, well, everybody does that, you know, like with the documents. But uh, I, I liked what I liked when she when she yelled that out, and it wasn't just her. I mean, the, the booing it was it, it was uh, deafening. It was it was a beautiful moment, and then he kept stuttering and stammering and trying to trying to quantify or qualify his statement. And you know, like they say, when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Yeah, I got to tell you. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I see Trump DeSantis in twenty twenty four. And I see DeSantis Huckabee in 2028. Uh, she is a star. She's she. I think she will be president someday, and I hope it's sooner rather than later. And for all the people who say that conservatives and Republicans hate women, I'd be the first one in line to vote for her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you see Kirsten Cinema's dress? No. The the yellow dress. No. No, you didn't see that. You have to Google that, Harry. It's, it's from the Carol Burnett collection. <laughs> the, Bob, the Bob Mackie uh, she, they took the they took the curtains down. <laughs> yes, yes. When 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 when, uh, when uh, uh, Harvey Corman complimented her on the dress, she said, "Oh, I saw it in the window, and I just had to have it." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But a lot of people either don't know or forget before Bob Mackie was famous. Bob Mackey did all those gowns. Oh yeah, well he did. He did for Cher when when the Sonny and Cher show was on. Yes, you know he's he's been around a while. He's still with us. I know. But yeah, uh, I I uh, Sarah Huckabee. That line from her about and it was there was nothing that was deep in the sense that you didn't have to think about it too much. It was something that everyone has been thinking. Everyone's been seeing. And she just put it into plain language about how the, how how he has surrendered his presidency to a woke mob who can't tell you what a woman is. I mean, that's just that's just it in a nutshell. The Huckabees, her father has it, and she has it. They are pithy, brilliant people. Yeah, there's a plain spokenness. You know, John Kennedy has the same quality. You know, he just he puts things in in a way that everybody can under understand. Now, uh, Biden, does anybody believe that Joe Biden in two years is going to, I mean, Harry, you can see it from week to week, month to month. It is a rapid decline. Right. He, what he's able to still do, and that will happen as well, the declination of this, he is able to still, he stammers and stutters and it's a mess, but he can still sort of kind of read a teleprompter he becomes very angry he becomes angry joe but he can still do that you take that and the cue cards away you know the tell him sit down stand up uh, you know uh kamala harris is smart i mean these are written on cards i mean the, the fact that our media is so incredibly dishonest about this and allows this to go on like nothing's wrong shows how completely just devoid they are of doing their job. Because I can tell you, and you know this, Andy, if Trump had the mental acuity, obvious mental acuity issues, remember when he held a glass of water with two hands and it was a wet, rainy, slick day and there was a metal ramp and anybody that's ever worn leather bottoms knows, oh my gosh, I mean, it's an ice skating rink. They made him... 
like he was completely physically incapable. Biden, my goodness. I mean, it, it, they, they won't report on it, but there's been some foreign reports. He crapped himself with the Pope. I mean, fell three times on his way up the steps of Air Force One. He sees Harvey Corman, Tim, Cor- uh, uh, Tim Conway, Artie Johnson on a tricycle. It's it fall- tipping over to the side. It's unbelievable. And they all know it, Andy. They all know it. <laughs> it's, it's true. And, you know, I, I, he didn't watch it, uh, but I just happened to stumble upon it, pardon the pun, during one of the commercials uh, of Tucker. He, he did have one of his angry outbursts. I forget what he said, but then he repeated it like two or three times, and he started shaking his fist with that, with that angry look. And I'm like, we need, we need that red background again, yes. like he had in Philadelphia. Yeah. But yeah. I, want to mention, I want to mention what you were talking about, too. And I saw this reported yesterday, and I've followed this number for years, even going all the way back to Obama, where they talk about the fair share. And when you think that 1% of the people in this country, 1% of the people in this country pay 42% of all the federal income taxes that go to Washington, D.C., and half the country pays only 2%, but it's the half of the country paying the 2% who are voting these criminals into office. And, Harry, there's a point where you have more people in the wagon than you have pulling the wagon. Yeah, that's the makers and takers. And we're very close to having more takers than we have makers. And, of course, then we just simply lose the republic. That's all. Yeah, well, it's what Cloward and Piven wanted and talked about years ago, the Cloward and Piven strategy, where you overburden government programs. You get so many people on government programs to the point where it can no longer sustain, it collapses, and then the government steps in, you wind up with dirt poor or super wealthy and nothing in between. They, they, they talked about this back in the 60s and 70s, Cloward and Piven strategy, where they wanted to collapse this capitalist system. And, and there, you, you want to talk about overburdening the system, where you're bringing in millions of people from, from through our southern border, and you even have websites where, where that when Obama was president, you even had a website that was completely in Spanish that and, and TV commercials that were airing in Mexico, et cetera, where people were being told what types of government programs they could avail themselves up of. And they could go onto this website and put in some information and look at all the different programs. If you checked off all these boxes and it told you all the government programs that you qualified for. And, and then you come here and you get them. And so there, there, is, a, there is an effort here to overburden. This cloud and pivot, it's exact, if you read about it, you'll see this is exactly what's happening in this country. They're determined to collapse the system. And they're trying to break the pocketbooks of the American people by, by artificially driving up the price of every necessity, whether it's gasoline, food, natural gas, elect- well, natural gas, no. But that's why they want us off natural gas. They want us on electricity, which is much more expensive. They're doing everything to shrink your pocket, to shrink your 401k, to where you're going to work the rest of your life. Hopefully you'll die early so that they don't have to pay uh, uh, Medicare or Medicaid to you. And, and, and that's, that's the goal here. That's why they're, they're trying to kill off young people with this fentanyl. They're letting it in. Young and that, Which, you know, used to be there was enough to kill every American 
Then there was enough to kill every American twice. Then there was enough to kill every American three times. Now there's enough in America since Biden has become president to kill every American five times. It's cheap. It's available. It's so dangerous. Everybody out there, Andy, I've got to run. I've got to get the break in. I enjoyed our call, and I thank you so very much. 609-407-1450, open phone line. I hope you'll check in right after the break. We did drop a few calls. I hope you'll come back. We're taking your phone calls the rest of this hour, and then we're booked the rest of the day. Jim Malamut at 8, John Walters at 9. Jam-packed tomorrow as well with open forum for the full 7 o'clock hour tomorrow. But I think I've said this many times and if i haven't said it quite like this every single parent out there you you i'm telling you it's the toughest job right now i think i'd be scared to death to have a young child right now it is just so dangerous out there your child might think they're getting a um uh motrin some kind of something And the entire contents, or most of it, or at least enough of it, can, and in many cases, is fentanyl. And it is, you know this, it is so incredibly deadly. God, the teaching that has to be done today and nurturing and and just making sure that your kids know they can't take anything, that they don't know what it is. They used to have on the mainland area. I'm not saying mainland regional high school. I'm saying on the mainland, they used to have these parties and kids would just dump pills into a bowl and they would just have at it and start taking stuff, not even knowing what interacts uh, deadly and and wrongly with, with each other, just taking this stuff. The danger is unbelievable right now. The marijuana is so much more potent than your parents' and your grandparents' marijuana. Everything. The danger is unbelievable. Such a responsibility for the parents, yes, and the grandparents as well. 31 minutes past the hour, this portion of Hurley in the Morning, brought to us in part by United Methodist Communities at the Shores. United Methodist Communities at the Shores has a big event that we want to tell you about. And they invite you on Tuesday, February 28th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon at the Ocean City Public Library for a dementia education workshop. You can learn about the 10 warning signs of Alzheimer's, the challenges of dementia, common concerns, effective communications, tips and care management from a panel of experts. The workshop is free, open to the public if you're considering senior living options for yourself or for a loved one, I recommend the Shores. Transitioning to the Shores is easy. Move in and experience the abundant life. The Shores is fully remodeled with private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, a bistro, an on-site fitness center, and transportation to local shopping. Best of all, it's just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and the beach. Join the Shores for a free dementia education workshop. That's Tuesday, February 28th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon at the Ocean City Public Library to RSVP. Please call Michelle at 609-391-6321. That's 
391-6321. Tell Michelle, tell the team that Hurley in the Morning sent you back right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. 33 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley, three stories you can follow right now on the app. The Atlantic City professional firefighters are considering a vote of no confidence. We have the breaking news. We have the document. You can have it too. Just go read our work. A mom says her daughter, and I believe her completely, that her daughter was attacked at a recent Atlantic City High School basketball game. Disgraceful and disgraceful how Atlantic City handled it. And an Atlantic City councilman is calling an end to homeless living under the... From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Some wet roads and mistiness to start today, but radar is clearing from our overnight showers, and most of today is looking dry. We'll see sunshine by later this morning. It'll be partly sunny and breezy at times this afternoon. High temperature on the mild side, 54. Partly cloudy and 35 tonight, mostly cloudy and 56 tomorrow. Just watch for some rain showers tomorrow afternoon and evening. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. I studied Spanish and WPG Talk Radio 95.5 E.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's number one talk station. And that is all because of you, and we know it, and we thank you. You've done it again and again and again, and I'm so very grateful. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I am Hurley in the morning. A real time effort is going on. Shall I say on the boardwalk or should I say under the boardwalk in Atlantic City, where if you've been following our coverage, we've been we've owned it. We've been breaking all the news on this, that we've had two different boardwalk fires as of late Friday and and then one uh, shortly thereafter, hours later, and both of them happening beneath the boardwalk, but then, of course, becoming full blown structure fires, boardwalk fires on top of the boardwalk because it's not going to stay contained underneath. And so an effort is afoot right now to take a look at at the homeless that have been living under the boardwalk and building structures and having uh, propane tanks and things. You can imagine people are cold. They want to be warm. I'm not faulting anybody. Uh, But the reality is, you know, we can't have the boardwalk on fire. We have a Atlantic City fireman And you can read it on our app and on the website. Uh, We haven't revealed his name, but suffered a broken tibia because the entire weight of his own body, plus probably another 75 pounds of gear. He goes crashing through the boardwalk and breaks the second largest bone in the human body, the tibia, which is the bone that bears the weight in the leg. Uh, There were some some ass clowns reporting uh, in the local media, Mine, a fireman had minor injuries. Uh, I guess they don't; they didn't take anatomy and physiology uh, to understand that you break your tibia. That's not a minor injury at all. Joining us now is our esteemed Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds, who's on the scene, Dateline Atlantic City. Prosecutor, welcome to Hurley in the Morning, sir. Good morning, Harry. Appreciate the opportunity to let the public know what's going on. Without a doubt. Uh, so what is going on? So uh, I'm going to tell you how amazing life is when you have relationships that then produce results. So 
uh, on Friday, I was actually down in Florida with my son for a hockey tournament, and I was speaking with uh, the president of resorts, Mark Giantonio, regarding an issue in the in the minutes that we spoke, and then texting back and forth. I was able to set up an outreach event for this morning at 6 a.m., which prompted a lot of people to come out today and help out. Uh, that was before the fires actually broke out, right? So as a result of the fires breaking out, I then was in contact with Chief Sarkis Friday night, and Chief Sarkis and his his uh, staff and AC Public Works went and addressed where the fires were. They also went and checked out where resorts were. So today we, we did a surprise visit, so those who were living on the Borough didn't know we were coming. And uh, we were addressing the concerns of resorts and underneath their boardwalk and underneath the pier next year, next door at Hard Rock. And we had, uh, I'm not exaggerating, probably about 30 people out there between AC Public Works, ACP, uh, Hope One through the Sheriff's Office, Jewish Family Services, and myself. Uh, and uh, I made some more relationships today, including the security director at resorts. And we were able to go out underneath the boardwalk of resorts and underneath the pier across from Hard Rock and clean out multiple structures and engage people. And uh, people were forced to leave those areas, told they were not allowed to live there. And uh, they were given an option to get social services. Uh, We did not hand out any clothes, any food, any blessing bags. It was strictly removal of structures and to give people social services. And the uh, amount of cooperation, Harry, that I got, I sent one email Friday night to JFS, Hope One, ACPD, AC Public Works, and uh, it's amazing how many people showed up to serve the public, not only the people living under the boardwalk, but, you know, our consumers, the casino industry, and the people that want to walk on the boardwalk. And I learned a lot today, and it shows that, you know, when you, when you respect people, their job, and what they do, People show up and amazing the conversations I had with the Atlantic City Public Works guys. They thanked me for, you know, doing and ra- doing this and raising awareness because those guys are the ones that are under the board cleaning out the structures. And, Harry, what I want the public to know and I want you to know is that they were telling me stories how they were actually sti- – like the homeless people under the board who were doing heroin are sticking needles upside down in the sand to prevent the Public Works guys from going underneath to clean out those structures. Oh, my goodness. So dangerous. I mean, you, you, you want, yeah, you want to talk about a dangerous job and people who are not getting paid, you know, enough money to do those things. And we're all out there together, and we talked to the people who were living under there. You know, some of them scattered, obviously, when they saw all of us pull up in, in trucks and police cars and stuff. But the, the ones that remained, the ones that we engaged, people received help, and they, they were sent to different offices to then get into treatment. And uh, a lot of people were, were told to leave, and then the, all the structures were removed. And AC Public Works is there right now, literally removing structures and putting screws into the boardwalk. And I met a, a great guy, Ray Simpson, who's the boardwalk superintendent, and I had a great conversation with him. And he explained me the explained to me the trials and tribulations of how hard it is, and you know when they remove people and remove structures, how they come right back, right? So I got a better idea of the the, the struggle that they have to do their jobs. And then uh, the struggle of the people living under the boardwalk. And I think, I, you know, one of the jobs that I needed to do as the prosecutor is not only do the job, do justice, but make the public aware of, like, what's actually going on. I, I believe in radical transparency, and it's why I did this outreach this morning and why I called you right away, because I think the public needs to know exactly what's going on, and then they can, they can make a determination for themselves, right, of what they believe is happening. So. Follow-up to that, prosecutor. 
Is this the beginning of a focused effort to remove all folks that are living under the boardwalk uh, and and get them services and such that they need? And, because we have seen over my three-plus decades on air, periods of time, there was a, a period in time when Don Guardian was mayor, Lieutenant Tom Gilbert was the commander of the uh, what was called the Atlantic City Tourism District, and he was basically given, and you know him, he's a former lieutenant colonel of the New Jersey State Police, one of the highest-ranking people in the state police. He had that military uh, mindset, and they set about uh, removing all the folks that are living under the boardwalk and removing the structures. Living proof, though, to what Prosecutor Reynolds is saying, uh, if that is not, um, if they don't stay on top of that, the structures will be back before you know it. Uh, And then it's one of those things, it's almost like sweeping prostitutes. They'll sweep the prostitutes, but then they're back, you know, the same night or the next night. So is this an effort to change this culture permanently? What are your thoughts about that comment? So I think collectively and collaboratively, it has to be. Uh, I actually attended, I attended about eight meetings yesterday. Uh, the last one was with the casino association. Uh, and what I, what I told the presidents of the casinos, and I'll tell you and your listeners the same thing, is that my office with the leadership team that I have built and the community outreach department that we have built together is committed to be of service to everyone including the casinos who pay a lot of the bills here in Atlantic City, right, and Atlantic County. And one of the things that I said to them, and I'll say the same thing to you, is that if there is a homeless encampment, right, and you need our help to get rid of that, and we can communicate with ACPD and AC Public Works, we will do that together, right? And Chief Sarkis agreed, right? We are, we are working together to do that. The other piece, which was another meeting that was at yesterday afternoon at, at Creta, is that we are working collaboratively to get all the lights turned back on, right? And Creta is doing an incredible job to get resources from the governor's office to work with Atlantic Electric and Calvi Electric. And I extended that olive branch to the Casino Association last night for one of their members to attend the meeting with us biweekly with Creta on the lights. And it, it really runs twofold because, Harry, public health is public safety. You talk about lighting all the time being cleansing, right? And that it's it's the ultimate cleanser. Well, cleaning out underneath the boardwalk and the structures is also the ultimate cleanser because you can't have boardwalk fires, right? We all agree on that. It's not safe, not good for anyone. doesn't send a good message to the world, to the public, to come to Atlantic City, right? So we have to work collectively on this as a unified front, right, to do what's in the best interest of the citizens and the best interest of Atlantic City and Atlantic County. Prosecutor, if you can hold on, I've got to get this final break in. I'm hoping we can uh, finish out the hour together, but you'll tell me that during the break. With Atlantic County Prosecutor Will Reynolds live on the scene in Atlantic City where he led an effort. I think it is important to note, and I am writing a companion article in real time. I'm writing it uh, during this interview, actually. Uh, It's important to note that the prosecutor had and he made this clear in in his commentary a few minutes back if you missed it that this was set today's activities were set in motion before the two boardwalk fires in terms of the prosecutor and uh resorts casino hotel which just happens to be the official and exclusive casino hotel for the hurley in the morning program shameless plug uh president mark giantonio and prosecutor reynolds they they knew this was taking place today, and this was taking place 
in advance of the previous fires. I think that's important. It'd be one thing, and it'd be very healthy and, and defendable that it was a reaction to something like that, but this actually was proactive and in the works even before the, the structure fires. Important to note, I think. We'll be back in just a few minutes. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That's truth right there. 55 minutes past the hour. Let's make it count. Five minutes with Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds. If you're just joining the program, there has been an action taken by Prosecutor Reynolds and various partners, and you'll read all about it. It's going to take me, because I'm doing a live radio show, it's going to take me a little bit, but I think in about the next 15 to 30 minutes at at breaks and in between and and any chance I get a moment to do it, to write up. All, all that has taken place, but it's Reynolds, it's working partners, uh, it's a philosophy of removing the structures and providing the underserved who've been living under the boardwalk, and they're living in parking garages, and Prosecutor Reynolds has told us about that before because he's been out there to see it, always in like the 6 o'clock hour. So not just removing people and, and structures, but also providing services to the folks. And and I do think one of the most important things to come out of this discussion, prosecutor, is if you take something away today and folks think that it's back to business as usual starting today, minutes after you leave, then it all comes right back like it never happened. But if an actual cultural change is put into place where you know, people aren't stupid. They're not going to build it if it's going to get taken down again and build it and it's taken down again. So if they, if everybody stays on top of this, this this issue, it's not going to solve all the social ills, but this particular issue can be eradicated. And, you know, it has to be because those it's not soundproof. You know, it, you hear all this. There's a whole community, as you know. There's furniture and and all kinds of stuff, you know, things that that can cause fires. So really staying on top of this is the only way to end it, isn't it? hundred percent. It's going to require persistence of multiple actors, multiple organizations, and it's going to require a commitment, right? And a, a unified front, Harry, to make sure that this it, problem that exists is at least curtailed and slowed down and not allowed to just, you know, like exist. We have to make sure that, because the combination that I think people really need to understand is not only do you need the police there for law enforcement in case the people have warrants, you need public works there to remove the structures, and then you need social services there to walk the person to a car, take the person to the office that's literally a block up the street, and then triage that person to get them the services i watched all of it happen today like all of it in in literally in an hour and a half period of time i watched structures be removed i watched people be removed from the underneath the book people be taken to social services offices to then get triage to whether medical treatment detox or rehab 
it was amazing to watch because you had so many people show up in short notice. I mean, I sent an email Friday night, right? On Friday night, before those fires started, the email was sent. And then, boom, the fires were started. Like, hey, Chief Sarkis was on the scene, calls me up. We talk, and we, we literally work together today to have all these people show up. And you know what was amazing to me, Harry? I'm going to tell you how incredible the relationships are and how incredible, like, doing this job is. So I'm not going to use the gentleman's name, but he was a public works worker in Atlantic City, and he pulled me aside and thanked me for what I'm doing and said, sir, please don't be deterred in your mission. And he explained to me that he had a family member who was a victim of a crime who was killed and that our office was really nice to his uh, you know, victim survivor family members, right? Now, he's out there with me removing a structure, and that's the communication I got on the beach, under the boardwalk, actually under a pier was where that conversation was, was held, wow. right? So that shows the power of the relationships of showing up, doing the job. And then when you're there and you're having real conversations, like Officer Lasko and I, he jumps out of the truck and he gives me a bear hug. We have a, we have a real relationship. So when I say, hey, I need you guys there at 6 o'clock Wednesday morning, they all show up. They all show up and they're all doing their job. So we need a commitment of everybody to get this done because it is something that is going to plague Atlantic City. Atlantic City is the financial engine that feeds the county. And listen, Harry, I care about every single town in this county. I, I, I meet with everyone. I just wanted to let you know I appreciate the opportunity and let your listeners know there is no one that's going to outwork us to, to solve all these problems together. W- really good work. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Thank you, prosecutor. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour. It's our monthly visit with Jim Malamut, uh, leader of his team at Green Tree Mortgage, the official and exclusive mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. Jim, I love your um, digital presence uh, regarding you and your team, and I'm excited about this conversation. You know, it's, it's really interesting that something that you would think would be fully talked out and such hasn't really happened. This discussion that you're focusing on today, I, I think, is um, important and rarely talked about. Thank you, Harry. It's always great to be here. And, um, you know, I appreciate the words about the digital stuff. You know, we've been trying to emulate what my dad visioned, I'd say. You know, he years ago, we literally had a green screen at our office because he wanted to do videos. And this is... You know, well, probably, he did TV commercials all the time. Right. And he yeah. wanted to do videos on Facebook. And that was what he wanted to do. And this was eight years ago before people were really doing videos like every day. He wanted to do like a video like every week and post it. And, um, you know, that's where things have kind of gone in this world. And he was kind of ahead of that. So I'm trying to do more of that now. Um, so now you, you kind of see we have somebody here today filming us a little bit. And We do? Uh, we do. Oh, okay. Um, so I wanted to you know, talk about VA loans because it's been, you know, that was a topic I posted on Facebook and it's gotten a lot of, uh, you know, likes and everything. People are talking about it. And, um, you know, the biggest issue with VA loans right now is, you know, sellers, listing agents don't love them. 
and I wanted to go over the reasons why, and I want to give one big, you know, solution I think I have to the, to the problem. Good. So, you know, the, the biggest issue with VA loans is they allow for 100% financing. And that's, I don't want to call that a bad thing for the borrower. It's a great thing for the borrower. These VA, you know, benefits, they, they deserve these benefits as a veteran. Um, you know, the issue is the appraisal process, okay? The appraisals are allowed to be um, ordered through the, vet, the VA themselves. And the VA has only a few appraisers who are approved to do appraisals for the entire state. So when I order an appraisal through the VA, they assign it to somebody, and it's not a local appraiser who I use all the time. And as a result, we see more issues with our VA appraisals than any other loan. Not just You're not just talking about how long it takes or anything like that. You're, it sounds to me like you're talking about the actual appraisal itself. Exactly. But aren't they aren't they the same talented people that know how to look at three comparables and you would think so, Harry? But the answer you would think so. But I'm telling you right now, we have more issues with these VA appraisals than our other loans. And let me guess, they're coming in low. They come in lower. Why do I know that? I feel like I feel like Johnny Carson, the amazing Karnak here. Exactly. So 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 they're coming in low. They come in low. And again, I'm not saying every time. I'm just saying there's a higher percentage. Are they coming in late and low? No, they, they come in on time. They come okay. in quick. They come in, you know, that that's not an issue because okay, the VA has very strict standards on them having to turn it around, you know, after they do the inspection in so many days. So that's not the issue at all. Good. It, it's more of a value. And, and again, the appraiser, the VA, they're trying to protect the veteran. Okay. It's, this isn't to screw over anybody, but they, they do this to protect the veteran. But ends of the day, it ends up hurting the veteran. Right. Okay. If, and it's not like you're looking for an appraisal that's higher than it deserves. You just it's not fair to get one that's lower than what someone deserves. And that could end the deal. And, you know, here's what happens. So the borrower comes in, we do an application, we order the appraisal, the VA assigns the appraiser. And 99 percent of the time, it's not somebody from Atlanta County. Um, they come in, they do their appraisal. And, you know, I'm, I'm not here to say they do a bad job. I'm just saying they come in lower on the value than most of my appraisals that appraisers locally and they also come in with repairs more than my appraisers do locally so my solution harry to fix this problem is that the va needs to start allowing lenders to use local appraisers okay instead of the va assigning the appraiser and you know controlling that process altogether the lender needs to get more involved use local appraisers. And I think that will give more confidence to the realtors. Okay. I think the listing agents are, don't have confidence in these appraisers and that's why they're not choosing these VA buyers. And, you know, the last two years you saw all these posts, we, my VA buyer can't get into a house because, you know, they're, they're choosing these conventional buyers over them. And, you know, these, these are the reasons because they allow for hundred percent financing. And if the appraisal comes in low, now we have issues because a conventional buyer could put could put the money down is what they figure. So, um, you know, I think that would boost the VA program significantly and give a lot of, um, you know, sla- it would help people, a lot of veterans where they couldn't buy a house before. Now they, they'll be able to get into the house. Jim, we forged a really great partnership with the medical center director of the Wilmington, Delaware VA, who is also responsible for this area. And they have shown, I, I, th- I think you have a shot here. They have shown a propensity to be willing to deal with private partners. 
I think that in years gone by, I don't know if it's ter- turf, territorial type stuff, or just if it's a VA issue, they want it to be certain people and certain people only. But for example, when they set up benefits for veterans that they can go into hospitals and the hospitals will take their, their veteran benefits and things like that, they're working with private partners in that. I, I think this would be a strength. I think it would actually provide better service there'd be more appraisers available exactly and and actually the people that know this area the best exactly and i think that's the problem you know we're getting appraisers from north jersey yeah you know and and, and west you know it's just not local people so when when they have issues so i'll give an example recently the appraiser came in he did his appraisal he sends out a email i'm having issues with the value he basically tells the realtors give me your best comps and then I'll come up with my appraisal. So they send the comps to him, and then he uses he comes up with a value about ten thousand dollars under the uh, what the agreed upon value was. And you know, it just these kind of issues. I'm not here to say the value is wrong or right. Um, I'm just saying these va- these issues don't happen right with, with our other. But it, but if it was if if it was working perfectly, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. And, and again, that that this is why. You know, this is why listing agents don't like the VA loans because um, these issues happen more often when you have these VA appraisers doing it. And again, I'm not here to diss on them, um, but I just want to be honest about it because this this is what's happening out there. And you, you you see listing agents shy away from VA borrowers if they have other offers on the table because they, they don't want to deal with these appraisers. So um, you know that that's the reality of it. So. Uh, my hope is that somebody out there is listening. I, I can maybe get someone's attention, and, and we can hopefully make some change at the VA. Um, and then eventually the lender will, will use a local appraiser, and, and it'll still go through a process. That, you know, the VA has, like, this whole system for their appraisals. You know, it's called LAP. We have to – everything goes up through the VA. They assign it. They, they review the appraisal, too. Somebody at the VA – so here's what's crazy, Harry. The VA does the appraisal – or excuse me, the, the VA assigns the appraiser – he does the appraisal. Then the appraisal gets reviewed by somebody at the VA. Then they give what's called a notice of value, which means they, they approve of the value that was given. And um, that's when you know, the VA basically signs off on the appraisal itself. So I don't want to stop that process. They can still review the appraisal. I just think we need to use a local appraiser versus someone they're assigning. I think it's a fair comment. And what I'd like to do, we're going to go to the break right now. I'm going to put you in touch with the actual person that heads up Delaware and Southern New Jersey. All right, great. And perhaps this is, I would imagine that they would be receptive to it and actually it would expose their appraisers to the process down here even better and will deliver the desired result, which is always to give our veterans who gave so much to our country uh, the services that they deserve. So exactly. it, it's, it's, it's strength to strength here. It's a positive. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jim Malamud. He's talking all about mortgages. We've never talked. Now, Jim has mentioned the term of the different types of mortgages, VA. And so the words, the, even the letters have been mentioned, but never this in-depth conversation, which I think is extremely important and very healthy. Jim and his team at Green Tree Mortgage are at 3153 Fire Road, Suite 1B in Egg Harbor Township to make an appointment with Jim and his team, call 609-646-5555. With Jim, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. 
We're back. It's 21 minutes past the hour with Jim Malamut, the official and exclusive mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program with a very important topic this month on the Malamut program. And it is the VA mortgage and specifically uh, the appraisal process. Let's go over from from a mortgage standpoint is going the route of, and a veteran, I think, should do that. You know, we see we see the commercials with the admiral and he talks about New Day and and, you know, you can get 100 percent of, you know, the equity in your home where most people can't maybe get 70 percent, something like that. So there's and I'm all for it, I, I believe, with what our veterans, you know, have given and everything in terms of their their service. I love that veterans get even consideration sometimes on civil service tests where they can't be skipped. And when you have uh, scoundrels that will skip past the high test taker to go to some friend they want to pick, you can't skip past a vet. I love that. And I love this. Talk about a VA mortgage, though. Is it it a lot different than a conventional mortgage? Great question, Harry. So the, the down payment, like we talked about in the first part, you can put zero down. You know, that's a huge benefit of the, of the VA loan and something they deserve. You know, you don't have to put any money out of pocket to get into the house. Um, so that's a huge benefit. And, and the other big part is that there's no monthly mortgage insurance. So if you put less than 20% down with any other loan program, you're going to have to pay a monthly mortgage insurance fee. But with the VA loan, there's no monthly mortgage insurance. So it's an amazing program on that front. It keeps the monthly payments lower for, for these veterans. And again, they deserve it. Um, so that's why I'm here today is to try to pump the program up and, and I want to get more veterans in the houses, but we got to fix the appraisal process. Um, we need local appraisers doing those appraisals versus the ones the VA are assigning. And I think that will get more confidence to the realtors. It'll get more confidence in the market that the VA loans are here to stay. Um, and, you know, and I think that's what needs to change. So, but, you know, otherwise, the VA loans are, are, again, they're amazing loans. They work exactly like any other loan. You have to qualify for, based on your income and debt ratios. You know, we go down to a 620 credit score. Um, you can do it anywhere in the state of New Jersey. There's, there's no restrictions there. There's no restrictions on income or, or anything like that. You can put a down payment down if you want to, but they allow for zero down. So, you know, the two biggest benefits, again, are zero down and no monthly mortgage insurance. The zero down, as you know, that's what keeps many people having to rent. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you could, you can, many people would have a better time. And when you consider everything, even including being able to deduct the, 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 the used to be much better, but you can still have the, the standard deductions when you have a, a property, but they're renting because they don't have the down payment. So that's beautiful that that can be done. It's great. You know, and, and we love the VA loans. We do them all the time. It's just, I can, I promise you, I, I see, you know, especially when things were hotter in the last two years, more listing agents, sellers shying away from VA borrowers. So I, I want to help fix that and make it easier for veterans to get into houses and I don't want anyone to think, you know, this program is, is meant to be disrespectful to veterans no. or, or, or realtors. You know, I, I also well, just the opposite. Exactly. I, I don't want anyone to think, Total you know, respect. Exactly. I don't, I don't want anyone to think the same thing with realtors. You know, this, this isn't meant to be disrespectful to realtors either. If I was the seller's agent, listing agent, I would do the same thing. You know, if, if I had more problems with VA appraisers, I would stop. You know, I would tell my person, use a local lender, use somebody who's going to use a local appraiser, not the, you know, the Mr. Coopers are going to use some guy from North Jersey or, or, the, or the VA who's going to pick a, an appraiser from North Jersey. So that's just my honest opinion on it. And um, we see it all the time. So 
I, I would like to see the VA fix that part of the process, and I, I think you'll see more veterans get into houses over time. Which I would think they would be thrilled yeah. to, to see, and, and, and the, for that to be the result. The, um, the topic is just. I like the way that you're handling it. I, I think it's uh, in total respect of our veterans, and, and really anything that gives them better service is something we should all get behind. Exactly. So uh, hopefully, so well, I'll talk to your, your contact and maybe we'll get somewhere with it one day. Um, but again, I, look, I know this much. They're doing things now that they never did before uh, because they're willing, if you want to call it, to go outside the box. Because I don't see any danger in opening up the inspection process to where veterans are served better and get a potentially more accurate appraisal. Wouldn't it be terrible if if a bad appraisal led to a veteran not being able to, to have a home? And, and, and that, Harry, would be, that would be unnecessary and terrible. That's what happens, unfortunately. Let's say an appraisal comes in low and, and the seller still wants the number they thought they were going to get. You know, the, the buyer has to make up that difference. And if they don't have the money, then the deal dies. So, you know, that's why these listing agents and sellers shied away from the VA deals over the last few years because they can put zero down. And if we have an appraisal issue, now the deal dies. So, do you do a relatively large number of VA mortgages or a relatively so. small number? I would think we do a pretty large. I mean, again, out of our percentage a month, you know, there's maybe 20% out of the total volume. But I uh, think it's still in, a good the, number. I would think in the area, we're still probably the number one VA lender in Atlantic County. So it's just, it, it's just overall, conventional loans are half the business, government loans are half the business. And out of that 50%, you know, uh, I, I would say, I'd say 25% of VA loans total. So we, we do a plenty of them. Um, it's just in general, they are shied away from when there's, there's competition. Does the VA rate go in line with the other yep. um, government type rates? Exactly. They're right there with the FHA and USDA loans. You know, and right now, just to kind of bring that up, rates right now, they're, they're down. You know, we, we, thankfully, rates have kind of come down. It, it, the last two, three days, they're up a little bit, but. In, in over 30 days, they're down. You know, the 30-year fixed rate as of yesterday was down to about 5.875%. Um, so we're, we're finally starting to see the fives again, Harry. I, it's like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel where we're getting there. So, I mean, if we didn't have something that we may never, ever see again, if, if you think about 5%, it's a fantastic rate. It, it's a great rate. Historically speaking. And Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, the... Being in the fives will just put so much more confidence back into housing. Um, you know, we have 30 minutes left and we'll talk about the market, but there's no inventory, Harry. You know, if, if I, I looked at I, I, every time before I come here, I look at Realtor.com to see how many houses are for sale in Linwood. And you want to know how many houses are for sale in Linwood as of yesterday? How many? 20. Okay, there's 20 actual houses on the market And, right and as now. you know, because I know you know all these markets very well, we've seen... Ocean City have one, Longport have one. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? You ready, for, you ready for Northfield? How many? And these are actual homes that are not pending. They're, they're on the market this minute. 11. Wow. Okay, so there's be 30 total homes between Northfield and Linwood today that you can buy if you want to buy a house right now. So, so that's supporting prices. You know, prices, people are worried about prices going down over the last couple of months. And, I, and you've heard me say it. I don't, I don't see it happening because the inventory isn't there. It's not coming out, and hopefully, right now, I always say the Super Bowl is when you start seeing more inventory start popping on the market. We'll see what happens in the next well, couple you, months. Well, you know my favorite question: What will ever open up 
inventory yeah. in this market. How, I don't know how it happens. Me neither. I mean, we've been talking about it for years now. I don't see what changes this issue overnight. I mean, this is a year-over-year problem that's not going to get fixed anytime soon. And, um, you know, we said before, if rates got to 7%, maybe you'd start to see the, the market shift, and it did. Um, but rates came right back down, and now we're under 6 again. So um, I think the market is really normalizing. But at the end of the day, there's still no inventory, so the prices remain high. Um, it's just, you know, I, I think the overall, the, the, that hotness has kind of cooled down overall. You know, we, we don't have that inflation, this crazy, like, oh, rush, we got to buy, get a house today. That's cooled off. But at the same time, there's no inventory. So if, if, you, if you have a house price right, it's still getting multiple offers. This is why in our area, there, we've seen around the country, there have been some precipitative drops yep. in um in the Hot value of the home, but we haven't seen it. We've seen fractional, maybe barely. Like yeah. I've seen point zero seven and stuff like that. Well, I uh, think overall, Atlantic County, South Jersey, we were behind the eight ball when things got really hot everywhere else. Um, it, you know, pre-COVID, let's say. So, well, we we were, as you know, at one point we had the highest home foreclosure rate in America. Yep, Atlanta County and the highest unemployment in america for like years right? yeah, we, for, we for had, a long time we so, didn't have a recession or a deep recession i mean we had a depression exactly so i think that you know it, it took us longer to recover and as a result we're not so overly heated like these other places in the world that have been so hot for for a decade now like we've, we've only been hot for a couple of years um and i think that kind of helps overall it's a great point we'll be back in just a little bit don't go away 31 minutes past the hour which in malamud of green tree mortgage our official exclusive mortgage expert for the hurley in the morning program to reach jim and his team at green tree mortgage call 609-646-5555 this is the town square new jersey info and weather network this is harry hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the wpg talk radio 95.5 app the atlantic city professional firefighters are considering a vote of no confidence i have obtained an official document which um, proves that what we are saying is true check it out it's very very detailed a mom says her daughter was attacked at an atlantic city high school basketball game we believe her she is a veteran by the way uh, serving at the 177th Fighter Wing. She speaks the truth. We've got it on the on the app. And a firefighter update. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Well, yesterday we were stuck in the chilly 40s. Today, bouncing right back into the 50s. I'll give you a high of 54. Early clouds, mist, and sprinkles will quickly clear to sunshine. Partly sunny, breezy at times, and mild this afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 35. Mostly cloudy tomorrow with scattered rain showers developing in the afternoon and evening. Tomorrow's high, 56. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. As a walk Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Jim Alamut continues our official mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. If you're doing a VA mortgage, Jim, is there a lot more hoops to go through? Is it a longer process? Does it work basically the same? How does it differ? 
it, it's basically the same overall. You know, we still have to get your documents, your your pay stubs, tax returns, W-2s, bank statements. You still have to qualify for the mortgage based on your debt-to-income ratios and credit scores. Um, like I said, the, the biggest difference to me is the the appraisal process. So, you know, because I was trying to think, like, what? Why do these realtors have such a hesitation when they're the listing agent with the VA loans, and it's and it's the appraisal. So, you know, that's what we need to change with the the, the VA loans and, and get the appraisers local. Um, you know, Harry, I, I did my Zillow check for the month. I don't know if you if you did your Zillow check for your for your the Ponderosa. Yeah, zero point seven down. Down, down. So I, I for over I, the past thirty days, right? I'm I'm down two percent um, over thirty days, and, and and I think, like I said, I think the market is slowly getting healthier, and I, I don't want to say it's going down because I, I if you look at prices, they're really not going down. And if um, it only goes down just a little bit, in your case, barely a mine fractionally of one percent, I mean that's like nothing, right? And, and that's like a rounding error. Today is what February eighth. You yes. know. I, we talked months ago. I was scared where things were going to go this winter, and I don't want to say you know it's over yet, but I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, Harry. Like the employment numbers were were pretty good, and you know inflation hasn't gotten too scary yet, and and it's just it, maybe the Fed's actually getting the soft landing that they wanted. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful. I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic on things because you know November December I was I was a little nervous about where things were going in the world. Um, but, but rates have come down significantly since then. You know, we were in the 7% range in October. We're down to like 5.875. Um, and I, I do think there's, there's getting more confidence back into the housing market as a result. And things will be fine in the spring here. Um, but, you know, it's just overall, there's not a ton of inventory and, and that's hurting volume. You know, if you talk to a realtor or mortgage person, title company, you know, volume has been down the last few months overall for, for anybody in the business. Um, but I do think volume will tick up as the year goes on and, and just things are just kind of getting back to normal. You know, in February and, and January pre-COVID, we weren't, th- those were always the slowest months of the year. Um, and, and I looked back, you know, to kind of compare this January versus last January, um, we closed 20 loans this January versus 31 loans last January. Wow. So, you know, about a 33% drop overall. Um, but in terms of volume, you know, it was 7 million versus 5 million. So again, kind of similar numbers. Um, and, and I think February is going to be kind of similar. You know, it just last January, rates were 3%. And rates right now are 6%. So it's like, to me, you know, rates doubling and, and the market, you know, our volume only going down about 33%, I, I think that's expected. So um, I, I do think things are, are strong in housing overall. It's just there's not a lot of inventory and we have more buyers than there are houses right now. So we'll see what happens in the spring here. If people do start trying to list their houses and, and, and make moves because they're a little bit more confident with rates in the fives, I, I think you will start seeing a little bit more of that. Um, but you're not going to see a ton of it. It's, it's not going to be like what things were when, when rates were in the twos or threes. There's not a lot of reason to, to leave your house right now. This may be a silly question, but I'm a lay person. So it's not, it's no offense if it's a silly question, but if we're close to 5% again, in terms of interest rates, are you getting back into an atmosphere where refis are being done? Not yet. I mean, so we were talking off air. I am closing a refinance in 20 minutes. I'm leaving here and going right to it. Where 
the borrower is paying off credit card debt. You know, I heard Uncle Chuck yesterday talking about credit card debt being an issue here in, the, in America. It's and, approaching a trillion dollars. Right. So, so you know, we're here. That's you know, a crisis. So we're here to help refinances, paying off credit card debt. You know, people have equity in their homes. And yeah, it sucks if your rate's 3% and you, now you have to go to 6%. But if your credit card re- rates are 30% and, and you have a... T- 10 of them, you know, I'm, and I'm, all you're doing is making minimum payments. And, and, yeah. and if you look, there's these reporting requirements that you're aware of, Jim, now where it says if you make the minimum payment, you will pay off this debt in like 30 years. It's a nightmare. Exactly. So six versus 20 some percent or like you said, 30, whatever, whatever the is. rates are. And if you're ever late on one, they jack the rate up, you know, even higher. It's um, it's that is a low rate when you consider that you've wrapped all of your debt into one payment. So the person closing in 20 minutes is saving $3,300 a month Huge. in this refinance. And Life-changing. I, and I would say this isn't normal. You know, this, this isn't what I do every day, but, but they're going to save $40,000 a year in, in payments by, by consolidating it all into their That's mortgage. That's life-changing. It is. It really um, is. And, you know, they, they only called me because their interest rate went up. They had an adjustable rate and it went up from like 6.3 to 7.1. I think you're actually going to see more of that as time goes on, regardless of where the rates eventually go to, because people, we have so many people right now, they're buying food, they're doing all kinds of things with their credit cards. I agree, Harry. Because inflation is runaway and wages are not keeping up. I agree entirely. I think you'll see more of these cash out refis, and that's why I'm here to talk about it. Um, and and again, I think there's a lot of savings out there for people who are going to start getting behind with their credit card issues, you know, and trying to live off that. Um, so we're here to help, and and I think consolidating it all into one mortgage payment will will make a life changing move for you. You could wind up. You have your mortgage payment anyhow. You could wind up. I remember there were ways before where you could knock a few years off, even like five sure. years off the mortgage. You could take some cash out if you needed it. Maybe you want to do a roof or a deck on your house or do some kind of home project or whatever you want to do with it, buy a car, go away. Uh, and all that could be done. And now you're talking about just astronomical credit card debt that wasn't the case before, but now it is. It's a whole nother avenue right there. We're going to step aside just for a little bit. We're going to come right back. Jim Malamut continues from Green Tree Mortgage, our official and exclusive real uh, mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. Jim Malamut from Green Tree Mortgage continues on the Hurley in the Morning program. Part of WPG Talk Radio 95.5, which is because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Mark Levin. But I'm sick and tired of America being treated like it's not the land of opportunity. Oh, woe is me. They're holding me back. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's holding you back. Maybe you're just a damn loser. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Jim, this has been a very special program, and I want to send a shout-out to Steph, who I've gotten to know now, who I think is awesome. Steph is amazing. So we'll give a quick shout-out yeah, to done. She's been unobtru- unobtrusive. This whole thing has been videotaped, and just a perfect atmosphere like it's not even happening 
the signs of a pro right she, there. She's amazing. Again, I, I hired her 10 days ago officially she started. You did good. And in over 10 days, I've seen such an, a drastic improvement in our marketing. Um, I, I couldn't have hit a better home run with this one. So, Fantastic. You know, I, I go to sleep thankful for her and, and, and her husband, Brent. So I can't wait to see you on TV here. Well, I, hopefully, all... hopefully I put out some good content you here. Did. You know, I was a little hot and sweaty at the beginning, but I cooled off. <laughs> um... But you know, I'm I'm very I'm always thankful to be here, Harry, and, and get to put out some you know good content on on the VA borrowers. And again, we love the. By the v- way, fighters. I want to tell you just as an observer because I stare at you while we're doing the the show. You've been unaffected by the camera. Most people, it gets a little bit you know yeah exactly. I think a little meltdown. I, I've cooled off. I'm I'm doing it. I enjoy it now. But uh, you, Stephanie can tell you uh, we did these videos yesterday. And it's so hard to try to do videos while you're memorizing it. Um, if I have like a teleprompter right above the the camera, oh my God, Harry, it's like night and day, yeah. like how much easier it is. Yeah. So even if you do a little ad lib off of your, if you're looking at cue cards or a teleprompter, you can. It's just I don't want to call it a crutch. It's just helpful. So much easier. Like again, it was like I went from like grade school to graduate school. Um, I, we, I think we did we did videos yesterday in about 20 minutes compared to the first day. I tried to memorize them all, and it was like such a terrible. It, it, was, it was bad. One so, of the neat Steph, little. It wasn't bad. But it was bad. One of the neat little. <laughs> I don't know if it's an idiosyncrasy or just things. TV is not radio. Yeah, it's different. Th- this is much easier because we're having a conversation. I can I can just talk about you know things that are popping off my head, and, and it's easier to you can talk play to off, somebody. You know, exactly. your host. When I'm trying to just do a video to, and, and it's one on, it can be unnatural. Us. Exactly, it's not natural. So I, I enjoy this more than just talking to a camera, and my, I, I get some hopefully good content out there. We we talked about this off air about geez almost an hour ago now. The best TV is when it's a conversation. And the camera is just eavesdropping and picks up the conversation. That's yep. the best TV. Exactly. If it's stiff and stodgy and wrong, it, the viewer has to be comfortable. You got to make the viewer comfortable. If the viewer, if the viewer thinks, "Oh my gosh, the subject is uncomfortable," then they're uncomfortable. That's exactly right. So that's why I gave Steph a shout out. Well, I appreciate I, I think it. She's she, terrific at what she does. She, you, I, you took the words out of my mouth, Harry. I agree entirely. Thank you. So that's why I'm here. I, and I'll thank my staff too. I mean, a couple of them listening right now, probably. My team does an amazing job. I, they make me look great. Um, but end of the day, I have an amazing team: processors, underwriters. They they all work together so nicely and, and are polite and friendly. Um, I'm, I'm truly very lucky to work what I do. And, and, you know, I thank my dad for starting it all. And, and I'm, I'm just very blessed to be in that life. You know, you, interesting. I, I heard you loud and clear. I paid close attention when you mentioned January closings and, and even the comparison year over year. Sure. That's still one closing a day. Yeah. Basically. It's, it's not terrible. You know, like I said, we're still doing good. We're still, I, I would say we're still doing better than our competition. You know, we're still the, the, probably the number one mortgage company in this area. It's just overall, everybody's slower. You know, there's just less volume to be had right now. Um, and, it, and it's seasonal. It's interest rate driven. People were a little skeptical on housing a couple months ago when rates hit 7%. And I think now that confidence is coming back with rates coming down and, you know, values not really going anywhere. You know, people were wanting to see, oh, our value is going to drop now because rates went to 7%. Again, you're seeing in higher end markets and in very hot markets like Las Vegas and Austin, Texas, but not here in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And, um, you know, we can go back to what I've said over many years. 
I bought a house in 2005, you know, almost at the worst time. 15 years later, I'm up significantly on my investment. You know, and I, and I think that's how you have to look at housing. You can't try to time housing at the exact bottom or the, you know, you have to look at housing as a long-term investment. And, you know, anyone that tries to do these flips and short-term investments, you know, that's a totally different ball game. So, you know, that's not how I try to, you know, invest in housing. I, I try to look long-term, find, try to find a renter. You know, Harry, rentals, my God, you can't find a rental. That's as impossible as buying, isn't it? I think it's harder. I, I think renting a house right now is harder than buying. There, there are no rentals out there. A rental comes on the market. You have, I want to say hundreds, but you have dozens of inquiries into that. And, um, you know, that's supporting prices as well for housing because buy rent when you can buy. So, um, you know, just a quick aside, I, I got a car recently. I had to buy out my lease because the lease prices are crazy. Yes. You know, if, if you want to go rent a, get a car right now, forget getting a lease because you're just throwing money away. Um, so it makes your payments so much higher because you have to buy the car and then you're paying more for that. Car pr- are, car, are, are the values of cars still as high as I've they were? I've heard they've come down. Especially but not crazy one. though, right? right. They're, I think still, they're still higher, but not... Because people getting out of lease deals peak. have been really excited about buying the car because it's worth so much more. They get a little than, equity. Yeah. Exactly. But end of the day, so I just went through it. I had to go bring my car to the dealership. Then like, oh, you got a couple things wrong. They got to fix it. Um, and then they certify the car for you because you buy the lease out through the through the dealership, um, and it, it was a great experience. So you know I'm not here to take anything away from it. It's just the the lease rates are so high that it, you're going to see more and more of that, and then people's car payments are just going up significantly. I mean, I, most people's car payments I would say you would see between four to five six hundred dollar range, and that number is just going up significantly. You know, you I'd see now eight nine thousand dollar range, and, and that's like normal. And, you know, it's just we're going to keep seeing it. Hopefully wages stay up with that because the inflation on that end is is not subsiding, it seems like. Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think that wages are keeping up with any of that, not keeping up with food. I saw a statistic the other day. We're in the final minute and I want to give it to you of your show. But it was everything from eggs to milk to every single bread, staples. Everything, everything's up like twenty to thirty percent. I know, so that's, so that's crazy. We'll end it on, you know, I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic. So there's a lot of, you know, negative factors like, like I'm just talking about with car payments and then thing, everything being more expensive. But at the same time, I think things are kind of normalizing overall in the overall economy. Um, you know, people that want to buy houses can buy houses. There, there's things are still stronger than significantly stronger than they were in 2008, 2007, 2009 when, when the housing market crashed. And I think that's what you know. My, I want to point out is that people that think that things are going to crash in housing are, are mistaken. We always say this, but your show does go very fast. It, it's always a great hour to be here. Um, I, I didn't make my Super Bowl prediction because I well, only have a minute here. Do it. Well, I'm, I'm going to go pick the Eagles. You know, My, my kids have been... Nostradamus! Uh, of football has just picked the the, the oh my gosh well, I had, I had a the Seattle Bills. Seahawks fan has just picked the Eagles. I had I'm so the, excited. I had the Bills over the Eagles initially, so the Bills lost. So I'll, I'll shift to the Eagles now. You know they were I had them in the Super Bowl, but um, I think the Eagles will win. I my, think I had the Chiefs. Did yeah, you remember? I think you did. I did. And and my kids are, are being you know that they go to school and, the, and the, it's going Ten into seconds. their heads that the E A G L. What's the score? I'm gonna say 24-17, so I can win a box pool. That is a great prediction. And I hope you're right. Thank, Thank you, Harry. Jim. Appreciate it. 609-646-5555 to reach Jim Malamut. 
and his great team at Green Tree Mortgage. John Walters joins us next. It's Hurley in the morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour. We, we tread seamlessly from the forward mortgage world to the reverse mortgage world. I love, and we've been able to do this for so many years together, and I really love it. And I hear from so many of our listeners who also appreciate, um, because look, we're all going to be in the business at looking at both of these scenarios. And John Walters is my guy. I ask you to make him your guy. He is the official and exclusive reverse mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. John has provided strategic options to help improve retirement outcomes for more than 17 years. When you work with John Walters, I promise you, this is truth. There is no obligation whatsoever. It's no pressure. And John is fabulous to work with. You can call John to make an appointment at 609-231-4924 to review your many options. That's 609-231-4924. 4924, John is happy to visit with you if you prefer prefer digitally or an in-person visit, which John is doing most of the time. Uh, And it is such an important decision that it is nice to actually be together if if that's possible. But John can do it digitally. This is the type of situation you never have to leave your home and you can accomplish the entire process. John Walters is a certified reverse mortgage professional, only about 200 in America today. Working with John Walters, you can stay in your home, pay off your existing mortgage, making it possible to have no monthly mortgage payment ever again. John can help you establish a credit line for emergencies, monthly payments, a lump sum distribution of some of the proceeds if you prefer, or a combination of all the above and your loan proceeds are not taxable. It's a non-taxable event. To find out what a reverse mortgage really is, listen to John this hour. We visit twice monthly on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month with John Walters or call John at 609-231-4924 and have a personal uh, visit with John and tell John if I've inspired you to call him that early in the morning sent you. Well, first of all, John, Fly Eagles fly. Yeah. Let's start there, my friend. We'll get we'll get to the reverse mortgages, I promise, but fly Eagles fly. <laughs> well, it was funny. I, I listened to you and Jim speak the, the previous hour. And I wanted to tell you was I saw he came into his prediction and I got a call and I didn't hear what he said. Well, here you go. Jim Malamut, who's I call him the Nostradamus of the NFL in terms of his accuracy and prognostication, he forecasts a Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl 57 championship by a score over the Kansas City Chiefs of 24 to 17. Okay. 
I'm thinking 31-27. That's very similar to what I said. I said 30-27 uh, the other day. Did you really? Yeah, with my friend Bob Progner on air. Yeah, we're we, sight unseen. We're, we're on it. Uh, Eagles are the better team, John, but can are they going to do it? Five years ago, Super Bowl 52, Eagles were a decided underdog, and they pulled it off. This year, they're the overdog. It, the, the, the spread is very slight, one and a half points or something like that. And they'll probably move a little when they want to start, you know, messing with the action one way or the other. So it's not so much the point spread. But the Eagles, I believe, are clearly the better team. But the Kansas City Chiefs are certainly good enough that they could win this game. So the outcome, in my mind, is in doubt. Uh, I do believe if the Eagles play like they played the last two rounds of the playoffs that there's really no team in the NFL that can beat them right now. But it's been two weeks. Andy Reid, as you know, is a very good coach when he has the extra week. His lifetime record is crazy. It's like 21-3 and or something nuts. Uh, So this is not going to be easy. Uh, Neutral field. Eagles were terrific at Lincoln Financial Field, and the crowd was the the 12th man on on the team. It was amazing. Uh, you and I both know people that were in the stands, and they they just they made teams have to take timeouts, and they created so much uh, confusion and disruption and noise. So this will be a um, a neutral situation. We'll see which team found a way to travel better, whether the Eagles or Chiefs will be more represented. But I like the Eagles. I'm confident that they're going to win, and I'm looking forward to the game. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny what you said, you know, any team can beat another team on any given Sunday. And I was I saw a statistic the other day that the average game comes down to the winner loss with two or three plays. Two to three plays dictate the game in most of the in most of the NFL they say. That's crazy, so, isn't it? When we'll you think about happens. that? Yeah. That when you when you yeah. think about that, the margin of victory is so narrow. Because you're right, it does. It comes down to a turnover or two, uh, some opportune thing that happens, and it's true. You just you never know. Even who has the first possession, do they choose to defer? Does that help you in the second half, or does the team go right down and you're losing right off the bat? I mean, a lot of variables. Yes, completely. So uh, looks like we're both uh, rooting for Philly, which is good. So uh, we have that out of the way. Uh, I wanted to share something with you. I sent you some, uh, some information I faxed this morning. And what was interesting in listening to you and Jim speak, uh, speak listen to you as, as far as being on, uh, on air, uh, what was interesting was I looked at that conversation and I related to what I do in the reverse world. And you had made the comment about going from the forward to the reverse world. Yes. And I, I use the term Jim use is basically dealing what we call people that are buying homes as the accumulation phase. And I'm in what's called the decumulation phase, which means that people that are of retirement age, one of the things that you talked about was credit cards. And I, I get an unbelievable, uh, uh, amount of questions about credit cards and they tell them it's a no-brainer. If you have a lot of revolving debt uh, and as you had just, you know, eloquently shared about 
people make the average or whatever it is, the minimum, uh, you know, whatever they have to pay on their credit card, and they don't reduce it at all. Nope. And they go on for years with the same uh, credit or the same balance on their loan. And so uh, with reverse mortgages, as we know, you don't have to make a payment. You can, but you don't have to. So uh, during this phase of what we call the decumulation phase, we're talking about fixed income. And we're looking at right now where costs are a lot higher if it's 20% that we were talking is where do people come up with that money? And what I have found out and what I try to share with people that I'm speaking with is that that's the great thing about this program. In 17 years of doing this program, going through the meltdown of 2008 and the ups and downs of the market to where we are now, this program has always had a place. It's always had a fit for people of retirement age. And I don't think there's any other product that's out there that can fit uh, the majority of people of retirement age. And so, you know, right now, uh, I sent an article to you on student debt. I don't, and I know that there's been a lot of hot discussions about uh, student loans. Uh, I forget what... Uh, Joe Biden was going to do something about forgive debt. I, I know there's a whole political discussion that's going on. But what I wanted to share with you, here's a, here's a report from the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. Finds that Social Security beneficiaries who are delinquent on their federal student loans could see a significant reduction in their monthly checks. And when I showed this to somebody, they said, why, why are you showing this to people of retirement age? And believe it or not, 20% of all student loans are from adults that are 50 years old and older. And the reason I wanted to touch on this topic was I received two calls in reference to student loans being paid. One was from a grandfather. And I thought that this was, uh, it really took me and really made me focus about this. And he was calling me about doing a reverse mortgage because he wanted to help his grandson out. And as it turned out, his grandson graduated from college, was getting married, and found out that he couldn't get a loan to purchase a property because of debt to income having to do with student loans. Oh, that's hey, hey, John, John, give me the floor for just a quick second. That is a point of emphasis on our program. There are so many people today. They have six figures worth of student loan debt. Otherwise, they would have, you know, perfect credit, a beautiful, doesn't even really hurt the credit score all that much. It's not good to have all that debt, but it doesn't really crush your credit score. As you just said, it crushes your debt to equity. So you get knocked out. You have great credit, but you're not going to get a mortgage. And that's going to take a whole bunch of people uh, and force them to be renters when they could. The American dream, as you know, is to own your own home. And then it becomes such a big asset as you grow older. If you get into a situation where you are paying student loans for 30 years, you're knocked out. You're, you're going to then get to a point where you could have been paying your own mortgage for 25 or 30 years and then have all the proceeds of the value of your home, the ability to call John Walters, uh, and and be able to um, 
to tap into this and strategically do what, John, you are so capable of doing for people. I believe it's a crisis. It, Chuck Malamut and I addressed this yesterday, John. It's address, it's, it's uh, approaching $1 trillion in student loan debt. I remember when the dot-com bubble hit big numbers and then became a big problem in our country. You raised a point there that cannot be said enough. It can't be overstated. And isn't that sad, though, when you think about it? Somebody that would be absolutely ripe, have everything, the, the, the salary, the ability to get a home. But nope, you can't because you've got 100000 or $200,000 worth of uh, student loans or Parent PLUS loans, and you are knocked out. That's a terrible thing, John. Uh, unbelievable. I And I... Uh about a year ago, I think I shared the story. The high, as far as doing a reverse mortgage is concerned, with revolving debt, I had an individual that I that I actually worked with did a reverse mortgage whose revolving debt, credit card debt, was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now he 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 had a, he had a lot of assets. Uh, and he could afford to pay as far as payments were concerned. But what happened was we wiped it out. And what he was doing was he was he had four daughters and he was paying off their mortgages or actually paying their rents with the credit cards at yep. the time. Yep. This goes back many years ago. But, um, but talking about just revolving debt, and in reference to the reverse mortgage, what we're looking at... Oh, by the way, John, do, do me a favor, please. I have to correct something. I, I said something that you just... Uh, jogged my memory that I said something incorrect. The student loan debt is over a trillion. Credit card debt is now approaching. You just you just saved the day because I said something that I didn't mean to say. Uh, the, the student loan debt is out of sight and well beyond 1.4 or whatever it's at trillion. Credit card debt is approaching. And I know you're going to be facing this, John, and you already are. I just know this as a layperson. Credit card debt is approaching a trillion dollars in debt because people right now are forced to buy because inflation wages are not keeping up if you're on a fixed income set social security and and so forth even though there's going to be a nice cola coming it's not keeping up with 20 25 and 30 and 35 percent increases in regular food staples and things like that so this credit card debt is going to be knocking the socks off of the American people. And I really believe they're going to be looking at a reverse mortgage in order to pay off the massive credit card debt that they're not going to be able to afford the monthly payments, John. Yes. And the other thing is, is how this program works with some of the features. Let's take debt. Let's take credit card debt. Take, take, take someone that's got $20,000 in credit card debt. I'll use this as an example. Uh, let's say their average interest rate on them is 15, 18%. And as we know, it could be much higher than that. All right. Now, just using that figure alone and not doing anything about it, is, it basically puts you in the hole and it puts you in the negative on a month to month basis. So, as far as your credit report is concerned, that revolving debt in a, between the three agencies and how they calculate it is a negative. What you're trying to do, and I talk about leveraging yourself to a better position. Now, you can take $20,000, you can take a reverse mortgage, 
and we can, how about this one, Harry T, and somebody that wants to pay off this $20,000, we can originate a reverse mortgage, pay off that debt, and right now I would say the interest rate's about a 7, 7%, as we know it's coming down a little bit, take 15 to 18% versus 7%, and now what happens is you can make payments and every time you make a payment, if you chose, if you wanted to, to try to pay that off on your reverse mortgage, you open up your line of credit dollar for dollar. That, John, hold right there. That's so smart. Uh, you're so interesting. I'm going to blame you. We're late for the first break, but we're going to catch up right now. We're never late. We have the whole hour together, so it's not a problem. But we are late uh, by the clock I usually keep. John Walters is here. He is talking all about reverse mortgages. He has input that he's going to share with you. I have some questions for John. It's going to be a great listenable hour together. It already is to reach John Walters. If you have any questions, maybe you're not ready right now or you think you're ready or you just have some questions about what a reverse mortgage really is, call John Walters. You'll be pleased that you did. 609 231 4924 with John. I am. Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 28 minutes past the hour because we don't have time to delve into before the next break to delve into John's next theme of his program. Let me put a wild card question out onto the floor, John. For a listener right now, what are the reasons that you most often hear from your perspective and your your actual clients as to what a reverse mortgage can do for them? Uh, that's, that's an excellent question, and that is... That is probably the number one question because most people do not understand the facts about a reverse mortgage. Uh, you know, if we go back over the last 18 years of this program, I said 18, last 30 years of this program, what we find out is that the very, very beginning of this program, it was a strictly a needs-based program. And so, by being a needs-based program, they might have had to heating system, roof, uh, new car, uh, ongoing, line of credit, uh, monthly distributions. So it was used strictly for that. But as time went on, what we found out is that the market share changed. And what we find out is people use this pro product for different reasons. And so getting back to your question, as far as what is a reverse mortgage? It is a program that allows people to tap into the equity of their house and they get a percentage of that equity based on the age of the youngest borrower, the property value, and what the interest rate is. And right now, to give you an idea, somewhere in the area of 40% uh, you can qualify for on average. Try to make it real simple. Now, so... To try to share with people why would they get a reverse mortgage compared to a forward mortgage, uh, situations are totally different. This is a age-based program, and by being an age-based program, and this is an FHA-insured program, we have certain features that address the needs of seniors. 
As an example, Harry, we just talked about the forward side, debt to income. We do not use debt to income on the reverse side for qualification. So there is an easier qualification based on seniors because the majority of people qualify with Social Security alone. And uh, as, they don't even need to have a credit score. Now, I do, I do run a credit report because I have to check for revolving installment real estate debt and to see how they pay their bills. That's one of the things that we do. That's, so there is, an, there is an accountability factor that's involved there, but what the important thing is, is that what this program can do for them is, is address their individual needs. So when I sit down with the borrower, they might have tunnel vision in the sense and say, you know, I have credit card debt and I'm thinking about getting a reverse mortgage just to take care of my credit card debt. But uh, I have a discussion with them and I sit down and I go through systematically uh, about their particular house, how long they've been in it, maybe what the needs are on that particular house. Uh, I find out about their cash flow find out about the revolving debt, installment debt, real estate debt. And what I'm able to do is take a look at some of the features of this program. And instead of just doing the credit card debt, I said, okay, we can take, we can get rid of the credit card debt. We can open up that line of credit and they'll say, well, what's that going to do? Or what's the line of credit going to do for me? Let's say they have a hundred, $200,000 sitting in the line of credit. Here's what's really important. It can never be taken from you. You never have to requalify for it. And you always have access to it in five different ways. So somebody, you know, so I'm dealing with this person and I'm getting rid of their credit card debt. Have a line of credit. And now what happens is, how do, you know, how do I get this line of credit? Who holds this line of credit? Well, I said, we do. We're the bank. So... There's a withdrawal form, and they request it, and they get it within 24 hours electronically. Uh, now, the important thing about it is, is to how can I leverage that line of credit to maximize my retirement? So let me give you an example of what I mean by that. So when I take a look at cash flow, say this is their monthly debt, this is their monthly cash flow, and this is where they are, and I'll say, okay, we can set up a term payment or a tenure payment, and you can get an extra $800 a month for life or for five years, 10 years, 15 years, depending on, you know, some of the variables that's involved, and increase their cash flow by 20, 30, 40, 50%. Uh, so that has a, a tremendous impact, especially. Harry, what we're talking about today with inflation, with the cost of goods and services being that much more, that's why I'm excited about this product in today's world. Because and, and John, also they have no mortgage payment left. Correct. That's taken care of. No. Hold on. Let's get the break in. 34 minutes past the hour. We're caught up. John Walters continues. It's exactly halftime. Much more important content, uh, including my um, cliffhanger I'm going to tease a question for when we come back, John. Of course, the time is yours if you didn't finish up on that point. But my next question to you, John, is, and I think you can, can you make the case that now is more important than any other time 
in the reverse mortgage program's history, this very moment in in uh, in time. Uh, as a layperson, I think that's a defendable statement. Uh, we'll pose it to you in, in the form of a question to respond when we come back. And a reminder, no obligation whatsoever with John Walters. If you would like to find out in an absolutely no pressure whatsoever environment exactly what a reverse mortgage really is simply do as i say and you'll be doing as i do because john is going to be my guy at some point when margie and i grow up and and we need this program 609-231-4924 that's 609-231-4924 and please tell john that early in the morning sent you john walters all about reverse mortgages continues on the station that plays the winners wpg talk radio 95.5 because of you south jersey's number one news talk radio station and you've done it for us again and again and again here's a little bit from my friend brian kilmeade Hey, Brian Kilmeade here. Coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, Mark Thiessen reacts to President Biden's State of the Union address. Will Biden even run again? Plus, NFL legend, Hall of Famer, Steve Largent, previews Sunday's big game, and Martha McCallum joins me in studio. That's all coming up Wednesday edition, Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back 41 minutes past the hour. Hurley in the morning with John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. John, if you weren't finished, I'm going to say the time is yours, of course. But my question after that is, can you make the case? Personally, as a layperson, your co-broadcaster here, I think you can, that this is the most important time in the reverse mortgage program's history. Your response. Yeah, there's no question about it. As, as I was sharing earlier, Harry, that this program, myself being involved with it for 17 years, it has successfully navigated uh, from the time that I started up till now. And I found out that during the times that were uh, higher higher interest rates, and we notice that there is more difficulty in the forward world. But this product really helps because we're dealing with people that are of retirement age. They're restricted on income because they're on a fixed income. It offers them some options and features without making a monthly payment. That's key. And you mentioned earlier, you know, in the forward world with credit card debt, if you don't pay on time, you get a 30, 60, 90 day late on your credit card. It affects oh. your credit score. And there's a monumental thing that takes. And, you know, you know, John, for those listening, if you're 30 days late on one, one credit card payment, it's so cruel. I, I think there should be some kind of like if you've never had it, some kind of amnesty or something. One late payment and your credit score, that's just one thirty day. You know, current what you know was current now thirty days uh, past due. Hundred points, you go sixty and ninety. You are talking about for just one account, hundreds of points off your score. You could go from preferred credit seven twenty, seven fifty, whatever, down to four hundred or something, five hundred. It's it's uh, it is cruel and it is unforgiving, John. 
and, and, and what most the average person doesn't understand, uh, the way that they look at this is they look at A, B, C, and D paper. A paper are the people with the higher credit scores above 720, 740, whatever the agency requ requests. As that credit score drops, you go to a B paper, your interest rate increases. Correct. So the point is, with the reverse mortgage, you don't get a 30, 60, 90 day late because you're not making a payment. So if you're going to have debt in the forward world and you're getting hurt yep. because you can't pay you can't pay them on time, yep. you need to get rid of it. Question, John, follow up. And you know you encounter this because this is real life especially with run, runaway inflation and how people have been forced to buy food on credit cards and all the things we've been talking about on your program this morning. If you are current with all your bills when you do the, you know, the um, credit report and the, you know, the run through of, you know, exactly where the person stands in terms of paying bills, if you're current, but your current was 30, current was 60, if all the bills are current, you're good to go with this program, correct? No question about it. Good. And that, and that, and that's the thing, you know, we're talking about, you know, right now solving particular problems. We can also go on the other hand of the average homeowner that doesn't have a safety net. Let's say, uh, they pay their bills. They have good credit. They have all those particular things, but they are seniors and they're of retirement age and they're uncomfortable about a couple of things. They don't have a savings account. Maybe they don't have a retirement, but they only have Social Security. Uh, they don't have an emergency account. Yep. What happens when I need a new car? What they can do is get a reverse mortgage, just open up the line of credit, let that line of credit grow, gives you additional borrowing power. When and if the time comes, and we know it's going to come, it's just a matter of time, what... What you're going to need out of an emergency, you have the funds to pay yep. that you don't have to put on your credit card. Huge, huge. John, hold right there. We're going to take our final break. The program really is flying by this morning. 46 minutes past the hour with John Walters. A reminder, any question that you have and never consider it. It's just like the class you took where the professor said, no question's a dumb question. Just throw it out there. We'll put it up on a flip chart and just put up ideas, questions. Any question that you have for John is not a silly question. It's very important to you. It's very important to him. Give John a call at 609-231-4924. John, I have another uh, wild card question for you that I want to put on the table. In my old life, I did mortgages, and many, many times I would have a co-borrower. So you had the 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 borrower, and then you had, if it's a, if it's a married couple, the co-borrower. They would both be on the mortgage or on the loan. And that was always based on you could have one have, I mean, pristine preferred credit. And if one's banged up a little bit, the the whole process is driven by the one with the poor credit profile. Does that come into play in the reverse mortgage world, the younger borrower or the um, the borrower that perhaps doesn't look as good on paper when we come back that and more with john walter stay with us with john i am early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app
WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. How far will the left go to win 2024? Will they send out more stimulus checks, pass more student loan bailouts, or give away trillions more to left-wing groups? The simple truth is they don't care if your retirement is eroded down to a fraction of its value. They just want to win. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon. I want to encourage you to diversify your 401k or IRA out of paper assets and in to a physical gold IRA. And the only company I recommend for gold IRAs is conservative-owned Birch Gold Group. To learn more, text the word PROTECT to 989898 to get their free info kit on gold IRAs. Do this now before Democrats have a chance to legislate away your life savings. Get your free info kit on gold IRAs by texting PROTECT to the number 989898. There's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. So use your agency. Take action now. Text the word PROTECT to the number 989898. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Welcome back. 52 minutes past the hour. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Early in the morning with John Walters. All about reverse mortgages. John, I put out onto the floor right before the break. In the, in the forward mortgage world, a borrower and a co-borrower... The co-borrower's credit middle score is going to decide the rate and some of the other uh, considerations about credit worthiness and so on and so forth, whether the credit facility can be booked and all that. In the reverse mortgage world, is there anything comparable to that that you can discuss? Actually, I'm glad that you brought that up, Harry, because it's much easier in the reverse world than the forward world because we do not uh, basically use, we use a merge report, but we don't use that middle credit score. So there's no score that you use uh, to get a reverse mortgage. But the caveat to that is, is that there is a credit report that is run. Uh, we do check if there's any 30, 60, 90 days. That doesn't negate you from the reverse mortgage though. Okay. Uh, so, the qualification is much easier in the reverse world, and it's designed that way, but you are also accountable. And what I mean by that is, and I talked a little bit about this last week, we do financial assessment. So uh, we do a property check, you know, as far as credit check is concerned, and we do what's called, uh, as far as uh, debt is concerned, uh, you have to have so much money left at the end of the month. But uh, it's much, much easier, Harry, to answer your question. Uh, good stuff, John. Uh, time is yours. What else would you like to share? I know we're, we're running out of time yeah. here pretty quick, but we do have about 12 minutes, John. Well, here's what I have, Harry. I, I, I want, I'll need more time than this, but I want to do an intro on another reverse mortgage product that we have. Okay? And this is the first time that I've actually introduced it on the show. Uh, it's called the Longbridge uh, Platinum uh, Reverse Mortgage, and it's an option for the HECM mortgage, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So what this particular program, how it's different than the HECM is that we, uh, we use a lending limit of $4 million. In most cases, we're looking at people with high-priced homes who are looking to access uh, sums of money where they don't have to make a payment on it 
And it is similar to the line of credit uh, in the forward world. A uh, few other options, except you don't have to make that monthly payment. But there's lower upfront costs. It's a comparable rate, uh, easier income qualification than the line of credit in the forward world. Uh, no monthly payments, as I said. There's a reusable line of credit, uh, line of credit, and you have the safeguards that are built into this. So when, uh, you know, in the beginning of the program, we were talking about people that were dealing with different financial issues. Now we might be talking with people that have a lot of assets, have a high home value, and what they're looking to is to access from their home. Now, uh, we're looking at where I actually did a low bridge platinum and somebody accessed over a million dollars with a reverse mortgage. And the purpose of it was, was to have it for cash flow without having to touch their other retirement accounts or be forced to touch them and to cash them out at the wrong time. So, uh, I'm going to talk more about this next week, Harry, but the Platinum program is similar to the HECM in the sense that it's a reverse mortgage. You don't have to make a monthly payment. With the HECM, uh, the loan value, uh, I should say the, the lending limit goes up to 980000 where the Platinum goes up to $4 million. So uh, the lowest home value that we can do the platinum on is four hundred and fifty thousand, and uh, again, their their features are different. As an example, uh, with the HECM, the FHA insured mortgage, you have that line of credit. At the same time, you have the ability to set up various kinds of payments. With the platinum program, you have the line of credit. You don't have the features of getting monthly payments out of it, even though you can withdraw it uh, on any particular, you know, time frame that you want. But what I would like to do is spend a little bit more time on this next week uh, to share with people uh, that may have a higher priced home. And the other thing is uh, a lot of the people that have higher priced homes, I find that have multiple properties and a lot of their cash flow is tied up in their properties where the, where the reverse mortgage is helpful in creating cash flow. So that is something that's going to play a very important part. John, in, ter- in terms of the reverse mortgage, and I've heard you speak very eloquently on this point. Obviously, if someone's having trouble making their mortgage payment, maybe some other installment loans, credit card debt, and all of that, maybe student loans as well that we were talking about earlier, you know, it almost becomes self-evident and you sit down and you show them how this program can go to work for you. All of it. We, we've even uh, teased that it's, it's, it's like a, a, another pension program in your life that you've earned. But I've also heard you talk about how if you don't need a reverse mortgage, it could be the absolute optimal time to get the process going. Explain, and I know that sounds like a pitch, but I'm not, it's not a sales pitch. It's it's truly a reality. Explain how that works, where if you didn't need it today or tomorrow, but maybe you know in five or 10 years, you want to be at a certain point in time, it would be be there waiting for you. Explain how you can make this work 
for someone who does it now but needs it later? Okay, excellent question. So we're shifting back and forth. So with the platinum program, uh, there isn't a growth feature that's on it. So we're going to be talking about the Heckam FHA reverse mortgage that has a feature called the line of credit. But with that feature, uh, there is a growth. Actually, we have a growth attachment to that line of credit. So somebody can get, let's say, a line of credit today. Let the, I'm going to use a figure. Let's say you have a house that's worth $400,000. And what they're looking at is they're going to be retiring 5, 10, 15 years down the road. And they're looking at what can I leverage that's going to help my retirement 10 years down the road. So we look at the 400,000 and we let, I'm going to use 40% as an example. Uh, so, you know, uh, let's say 50% of, you know, 400,000, let's say it's 200,000 could sit in a line of credit and on a month, every single month, that line of credit is growing by the interest rate plus 0.5%, which is the mortgage insurance premium. Uh, don't get caught up into it, but let's say it's seven and a half percent. That's going to compound month to month to month. And you're not you're not using the reverse mortgage. You're looking at that particular feature of allowing the line of credit to grow, and you're not going to access it for ten years. That hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand that you started with could be 300,000 10 years from now. There now I'd go. have to run the numbers, Harry, yeah. but I'm just giving, I'm just giving you an example. That growth feature is compounding every single month. And what a beautiful thing that is, John. Oh, it's, it's, it's monumental because now look at this, Harry, 10 years down the road, let's say, let's say that you're 55 years old. You do this. Well, you can't do it. You have to do it. <laughs> but, uh, you start you start at 62 but what you're looking at is that you may be still working you still you know you still don't have an issue as far as uh funds are concerned but you're looking at 72 as an example now at 72 that line of credit whatever it has grown let's say it started at two and now it's three or 350 whatever that happens to be you can flip the switch from the line of credit and then create monthly, you can get a term payment. We can create what's called a tenure payment. You can create cash to the juncture and it's going to last a lot longer because it has grown over those 10 years. And so that feature, Harry, is monumentally important. If you own a home, even if you have a mortgage on it, you can pay it off mm -hmm. and have the balance in the line of credit. And as I said, if you if you're if you're looking down the road and you're still working, instead of putting it into a savings account, you reduce that loan balance and increases that line of credit. And remember, those funds are tax free. So that's monumentally important. And, and so, this is why uh, CPAs and financial advisors. And as you know, they get called different names, uh, financial consultants, financial advisors, so on and so forth. They went from adverse to fully embracing and considering this an absolute part of your retirement planning strategy. It's quite a, um, quite a transformation, isn't it? 
it, uh, it has changed. As a matter of fact, the uh, CFPs, the certified financial planners, are required to at least share about reverse mortgage as an option. And the American College uh, offer a degree, a designation. No, it's actually a certification called an RICP, Retired Income Certified Professional. And these are... Uh, these are planners that work with people that are already retired. They're in the accumulation phase. And the reverse mortgage is taught with that program. So there has been a, a lot more acceptance. And really what it comes down to is the advisor to be willing to try to learn what this product is about. John, two-minute drill. Uh, maybe a good place to, um, to leave things for this morning. And we'll reconvene in two weeks. I can't wait already. In terms of getting started, because you know how things work, I I deal with different people that wait two, three years to get solar, but then they want it in five minutes. And it's just, it's, it's our nature. We're, you know, we want things, we're an instant, you know, minute rice society. I think we want things fast. So if somebody is meeting with you and it's decided by all parties and even through the, the counseling that's done, that this is a good thing for the, uh, for the individual, for the family, for the couple, uh, how long does it take from when they meet you to the proceeds being available? Four to six weeks, and there's basically five steps. Uh, Education preparation is first, but if that is completely completed, Harry, the next thing we do is application and counseling. Now, let me explain that to you. There is counseling, which can be done by phone. Uh, Anybody that gets a reverse mortgage has to do the phone counseling. They're FHA approved. The idea behind it is to make sure that you have an understanding. It's an arm's length transaction. And John, just giving you a time check. 30 seconds left in your program. Please continue. Okay, good. So application, counseling, we go to processing, underwriting at the same time, and then we go to closing. So Harry, to answer your question, four to six weeks from the time that everybody has made the decision to move forward and that's the average. If there's title issues, it could be longer, but most times that's not the issue. John, thank you for a great program. We'll reconvene in two weeks to reach John, 609-231-4924. Have a good day, my friend. Talk to you soon. Go Eagles. Thanks very much. See you, pal. Go Eagles. You got it, John. Goodbye to everyone. There you go. And you just did. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is next. Two pieces of digital content that are new since we were with you yesterday. Uh, We got a real-time report from the Atlanta County